Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified, West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, where we deliver you a constant flow of heat direct from the street. And today, my co-host on my right is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian, here to fuck it up again. Here we go. Yo, man, I want to be introduced. Yeah, you're going to be introduced, but let me introduce my people. You hear that? I They're coming you. for a scalp. Grab your kids. They're coming for a scalp. <laughs> Grab your kids. That's my cousin knife. That's my cousin iron knife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that Helen. was Chief Chiwaki. On <laughs> sound. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer for the hard work show. AKA Oh Blue Eyes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed, gentlemen. Today, friends, listeners, Mr. and Mrs. Headphones, that's right. We are podcasting from Enzo's Pizzeria in Westwood, California. That's right, you guys. This is the Wise Guy show today. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Listen, let me tell you something about Enzo's Pizzeria. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, this this is, if you want something on the West Coast that's authentic... You want something on the West Coast? That's the real fucking thing. Come down to Enzo's in Westwood. Now look, it's in Westwood, near yes, UCLA, which is maybe one of the premier spots of Los Angeles. But when you walk inside, right, you everything got the, changes. You got the tablecloths, the checkered tablecloths. The smell, man, just the smell alone. Listen, you could follow that smell all the way from Santa Monica with your eyes closed. It will lead you right to Enzo. Oh man, yeah, sure it's. Absolutely. The so real deal. And we're surrounded by pictures of Frank Sinatra. Luca uh, Bratz, Luca Marlon Brazzi, Brando. Marlon Brando. I mean, the, the Italian flavor, the Italian vibe that when you come here, it's a very special place. And, and we're honored guests, right? Yeah, honored guests. On Absolutely. This, we are very honored to be here. Mr. Montana, on this on this day of you making the pizza, <laughs> we know that you're a, a very busy, so we will now uh, introduce you, Mr. Montana. We Steve. hope it, you'll bake us a, a masculine pizza. We hope well, we our first <laughs> pie <laughs> is a masculine pie. Let's just hope it ain't your last pie. <laughs> <laughs> so this place is about as legitimate as you can get right. with pizza on the West Coast. Right. Yeah. And uh, founder, owner of this beautiful establishment is our guest today. And Mr. It's a pleasure to be here with you, brother. Can I goddamn introduce you? Can I introduce <laughs> you or ahead. what? Go right. ahead. Go ahead. Mr. Lenny. Lenny Passafaro. Lenny, welcome to the show. Well, bro. it's a yeah. pleasure to be oh, here with you. Yeah, bro, wait a minute. Wait. Let's say thank you for having us here at the pizzeria today. My well, listen, it's my pleasure to have love you, man. Place. I know you for 40 years. I love you to death. Yeah. Pizza father. The pizza father. Lenny yeah. is a very, very dear old friend of mine. I love um, this guy. He's him and energy. another friend of mine are, are the owners of this place. Lenny runs it day to day, and it's just a marvelous, just like I said, 
you want real Italian food, yeah. there's a place to get in Los Angeles at Senzo's Pizzeria. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. What's the address just for these knuckleheads who can't follow directions? It is Go in ahead. the heart of Westwood at 10940 Wayburn Avenue. Right in the middle of the village, right? It's very easy to find, right where the movie theaters are. You can't miss it. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the reasons why I'm playing the Godfather theme and and all that stuff is because, uh, if you don't know it, uh, Lenny Montana is actually a junior, no longer that now, but uh, is a junior because your father was Lenny Montana Sr. who played Luke... Luca Bratz. Luca Bratz. You don't even know that? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. And that's partly why there's these unpublished pictures all over the world, all over the walls here that you've never seen before from The Godfather. Right. Absolutely. And what's it like? Just Let's just go right off the top. What's it like? Uh, what's it like having a father who is an iconic actor, who has an iconic presence in probably what is like, you know, it's always in the top three of any film list of the best films of all time. What's it like to have a, a father who was in that? Well, I mean, listen, there's no other better feeling in the world than have people come up to you and say, you know, in one of the biggest movies in the world or Ever. Know, top five, and them say, you know, Luca was my favorite character in the whole movie. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty bold, big statement, man. You know, that's a there was a lot of heavyweights in that movie. You know, Brando, Khan, Pacino, Duval, Diane Keaton, you all name of, it. All of the last greatest artists, and some, and some of those actors were just in The Irishman, right? They're still, right, yeah. how many years has it been? It's been 50 years, well, and these guys- they did it in 71. Exactly. 70, yeah. Whatever, but it's right. been about 50 years. It just celebrated that whole thing. I mean, and listen, to it. talk about staying power, right? right? 50 yeah. years, and those guys are still knocking out number one films. Irishman is, is known, right. it's sold a lot. Steve wasn't a big fan of the Irishman, but- No. But- no, those wow. actors, uh, those actors are still in films t- to this very day. And in case people, because like you know, we have a lot of young people that listen to the show. Like, have you walked? Have you encountered young people like millennials, Gen Z, who don't even know? S- some, some I have. It's what? mainly the the older group. But you know, but you know what I did notice a lot is at every wedding, I always hear that may your first child be a masculine. <laughs> <child>. <laughs> they stole that. You know, that's a whole. I mean, essentially, you could say Luca Bratz anywhere in the world. It'd be like saying Tupac. People right. know exactly who it is. Listen, I'm going to tell you something else. It, 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 the thing about Luca Bratz is that his he had two scenes essentially. How many scenes did he have? He had a couple scenes, but there, made, right, it was like two, two. or three major scenes. Right. That were- but and, and there's a lot of people who have two or three scenes. Very few people burn your brain with the presence that he did, yes. and you're memorable. And if they if they had a, a, a category for an Academy Award for somebody who was in two to three scenes, but what <laughs> I think it was one of the most iconic six and a half seven minutes that ever. you can put on film. Yes. I think so too. And out of respect, let us just listen to that speech for one second. Let us yes, please. Let Lenny's father, right? His genius. The genius, the artistry. Let's go. Let's go. go. I am honored and grateful that you have invited me to your daughter's wedding. That's him messing with the paper. The day of your daughter's wedding. (laughs) So good. I hope that their first child be a masculine child. I love that. That's when he handed him the envelope. 
my ever-ending loyalty for your daughter's bridal purse. Had nothing in it. The envelope was empty. The envelope was any empty. Was empty. So, so let's. <laughs> so, was your dad an actor by trade? Or? No, no. He first started off as a professional wrestler. When the WWF first came out, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure everybody's familiar with all that WWF and Vince McMahon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My dad started with Vince McMahon Sr. Is that right with his dad? No shit. From way back. A lot of seniors and juniors today we're talking about. Well, they started when it was just, the wrestling had just come out. Right. It just started. Hadn't become the big mega thing that it was now. What was his wrestling name when he came out? several of them, but you know, one was Lenny Montana, then he was the Zebra Kid, Mm. then he was... Right, and in the Zebra Kid, he had that outfit which had like a zebra... Yeah, you should see that. Badass. And the guy's huge. The guy's built like a brick shithouse. He's fucking... How tall was he? Like 6'4". 6'4". But massive, though. Like yeah, he looked had like a refrigerator stand yeah, there. Big right. structure. Big, right. big bone, big body, big everything. Right. And he, so he was the zebra kid. He was several different. You know, he created all what you're looking at now. What goes on today in wrestling, yeah. he had part to do with that creation of all that crazy shit that they're doing now. You know right. what I mean? He was like four or five different characters in five years. Yeah. And, and do you so, know that... that uh, Lenny and I have a connection, right? He's Italian. I'm American Indian. Mm. Lenny's father, one of the wrestling characters he played was an American Indian named Chief Chowaki, right? Is not that many people, right? Yeah, but not many. He just found out. I mean, he did some research and found out. Yeah. And, there he goes. Listen, that's Chief Chowaki getting prepared for a wrestling <laughs> match right now. Yep. Right? And what he's saying is, is like, he's look, saying the mozzarella is really good on this. No, side no, right he doesn't joke around like that. When it comes to Indian shit, he was very serious. And what he's saying is, is like, look, I'm gonna come in there and wipe the mat with your fucking face. I'm right. gonna come in there right. and put you in a headlock. He did the whole Indian thing. He I wore the it. fucking headset. Yeah, you know, the, the whole with the feathers. Bit. And as I was telling you before, yeah, you know they went to I believe it was in North Dakota, right? If I'm not mistaken, a lot of Indian shit goes and, down in North Dakota. And that's what he did. And you know the, everybody checked into that hotel room, right? And did everything. My father pitched a fucking tent, right? A teepee, a teepee. Oh, he shit. had a fucking teepee in like a parking lot or in a in a in a park somewhere, <laughs> right? Right. And he wanted to be this chief Chihuahua, and he wouldn't talk to nobody. But right. He would just method actor. Yeah. Sit, right. And just sit in the teepee for like a day or two. Right. So to make a real long story short, there was a couple of reporters that were trying <laughs> to like find out what he was doing. Right. So, you know, he, he didn't say nothing. He wouldn't speak. He right, wouldn't the silent, talk. stoic so Indian. So, finally, one of these guys got, like, underneath his skin a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, my father looked around a little bit, and he turned to the guy and said, hey, listen, fucko, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the guy flipped out, you know what I mean? He didn't know. But my father took his characters, you know, to a different level, Method man. Method just Yeah. So, yeah, and you know what? I'm going to say something here, and... uh because I read somewhere, because I was reading about how uh, your father, Lenny Montana, got in to become Luca Bratz. I read, I read about how that happened. And what I read was Al Ruddy, who was like a producer. Still is. Right. On the film The Godfather. And they went through a lot of shit to make The Godfather. Damn right? straight. Like it wasn't just, it wasn't just. You're not like, just going to make a mafia film in 71 Especially like in New York. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you something. Okay. And, and this is true. 
So before that, Paramount and all these all these fucking executive fuck faces that are down there, right? Mm-hmm. They tried to make a lot of different mob movies. They had one when Kirk Douglas was in it right before this, and it flopped. And the reason was because they didn't actually have actual Italians making the goddamn films. Mm, right. Right? So it didn't have the flavor. They didn't know how it's supposed to really. They didn't have any of that. So they made The Godfather. All right. So anyway. They got to do a bunch of stuff, you know, whatever. I don't know how much we can get into. A lot of it's in. Yeah, be real easy here with you. <laughs> do I got to walk a tight rope? Yeah, I would be listen, very Listen, I, I was talking to my sound guy, Sean, here, and I was like, listen, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, we might have to ask certain questions and have them go to Steve first, and then mm-hmm. Steve can green light it, and then see if it can go to Lenny, because I don't want to step on the wrong toes, because I want right. to keep all my fingers. But I got some Sicilian blood, so I can ask something. <laughs> we still got to be careful. Last time you green lighted something, brother. Was... <laughs> what, what was that? What was no, that? no, no, no. <laughs> no, because he gets into some trouble. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. <laughs> trouble falling. Never. Through. Yeah, Never. come on. But so, in any event, this was in a documentary, so this obviously is just, it's already on the internet, it's already public, whatever, documentary. Anyway, Joe Colombo, whoever, uh, he was a head of a crime family or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was the one that they had to do the negotiations with the, they weren't going to allow them to put out this movie, mm-hmm. right? Use the word like mafia and all that other kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. And show them in a bad light or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and listen, you got to have a lot of power to make a studio, Right stop and slow down now you got you can think of all the different ways that somebody who's a wise guy or is connected or whatever can make it difficult to shoot a film definitely in new york definitely right so what they wanted though was they wanted to take the word mafia out of and this, costa nostra and costa out nostra out of the of the script sure, sure, so sure. joe colombo meets with al ruddy and they make that deal and then after that they were able to make the film and go to certain places where you normally couldn't go to in any event Right now it's a now it's a production. It's kind of exciting. And from what I read, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't mean to step on anyone's toes, but your father, who's this giant, right? What is we got? We got we got people in the peanut gallery writing letters. There's no such thing as the mafia. Of course there isn't. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I've just been handed that from one of the producers <laughs> of the show. Um, in any event, right? So, uh, and I guess what I heard was y- y- your father was down there watching the production. He's a big guy. Well, my father was friends with Jimmy, Jimmy Kahn, who played Sonny Corleone. How did they become friends? Through a mutual friend. Don't ask. But oh. they, they, they <laughs> became right. friends through a mutual friend. Got it. So they happened to be down there. Right. And to make a long story short, I already saw my dad and said, holy shit, man, is that fucking Luca Brasi or what? Right. So they, you know, took it over to Coppola. Right. Coppola, you know, met him, and uh, two minutes, it was all, it was on. That was it. Okay, so- yeah, Hold on a minute, hold on a minute, hold on I want to hear a little, I want to hear a little, let's stop mangling that so much, because it's making a lot of noise. Yeah. But, one time I heard a story, I don't know if it's true, about a marker. Give me that rundown. About a what? Wait, 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 wait. Let me set this up for you, Steve. So, they say your father, Lenny Montana, that's Luca Brazzi, sent here from God, obviously the perfect part, right? Up to How much acting training did Luca Brazzi have up to this point? He did, didn't take an acting class, nothing ever. He was just a wrestler. Did he so, go to Juilliard? I mean, was fucking he, Juilliard. <laughs> what, are you kidding me or what? <laughs> All right, so now, at Steve's point, what we're getting to is, so now you're dead. Now listen, I can't imagine anybody could intimidate your father. He was a big man. He wrestled. He's barrel chested, right? But was how, what was his feeling about all of a sudden being in 
a scene with Brando. A-list actors. To to tell you the truth, it was a very nervous, you know, thing, but he knew that he could do it. You know, he just knew that he could pull this whole thing off because he... From his background, from the wrestling thing. Yeah, you know and, that's, I mean? and that's what I and that's what I read. I read that when they said, "Okay, you could be in it." One of the questions was, "Have you ever done any acting?" And and, and Lanny Montana said, "Yeah, well, I mean, I was a wrestler, and that was good." And they were like, "All right, come on in." Right. Which we're gonna find out in this conversation actually turns out to be absolutely one fucking hundred percent correct because we'll get there in a second. So. Your father goes in. Now, was he nervous about being around? Well, nervous is beyond the words. Yeah, he was very, very nervous to do that. As you could see, you know, when he was reciting his lines, that was really him on the sideline trying to figure out what was the best way for him to do these lines. You know what I mean? I mean, he came to come see the Godfather on the the daughter's wedding. I mean, he didn't even expect to be invited. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, you know what I mean? He was just a hit hit man or the henchman and shit. There was no other... As you know, there must have been a thousand other hitmen and henchmen in that fucking movie. And right. He was the only one that was invited. Right. And so here's the thing, Steve. You got to think about this because I think this is what, what we're saying is, is that, is that during, during he was, so during that wedding scene, if people haven't seen The Godfather, shame on you and mm-hmm. get out from under that rock. But there's a wedding scene, right? And then Luca Brasi's out there practicing what he's going to say to The Godfather. He's practicing the line. You know, he's got a whole thing written. Right, but in real life, he was practicing this line for Marlon Brando, right? right? And Jimmy's seen it and said to Francis, "Put get that. Get that on the film. You know, capture that. Because in a sure. weird way, and it's funny because your dad, I, I don't know how many different ways he had to deliver a line, but he seemed to have a very kind of like singular way of talking. Right, it was just straight. You know, right, right Modern in your tone, yeah. right, 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 deep in your face, kind of shit. Yeah. So then, okay, so your dad's nervous. He's going on it. What's going on here? Hey, Big Alex, we're running a fucking Man, show. Hey, there ain't no calzones or nothing over here. On, bro. What are you doing? Come on, bro. Big Alex, this guy. Listen, so Jesus so if listeners don't understand. So Big Alex is the guy. When you see our Instagram, you see those pictures. He's the genius behind that. Yeah. However, we brought him in because he likes to eat. Right. We brought him to a pizzeria because we told him there's going to be calzones. He broke into a sweat. Right. I, I, he, Guy's been f- camped in front since six o'clock this morning because he heard there might be some free food for him. Right. He, they, listen, this guy main lines melted mozzarella. I've never seen anybody like this. We're in the right, middle of talking. On. Listen, we're talking. Listen, we're talking to Lady Montana, and we're talking about the Godfather. And then he gets up and tries to bum a smoke off. Yeah, his bro. Stick. He's like, "Where's the cigarettes at?" <laughs> the fuck out. Like, dude. Uh, dude All right, so go on. All right, so listen, everybody, calm the fuck down. Let's get back right. to it. All right, so your dad's a little nervous because, dude, he's gonna. He's, be- if I'm, if I remember correctly, that may have been right after they had shot a particular scene, and my father was really, really tense and tight. So they took a break, and my father went off to the side, and, you know, Jimmy came over to my father and said, Lenny, you know, you got to relax, man. Francis <laughs> came up to Jimmy and said, what the fuck? This guy's as tight as could be. <laughs> right. Please, you know, loosen him up in a little bit. And ways. that's Francis Ford Coppola, who's a little right. bit of a tight guy, too. So what they did, what I thought was genius fun, so that my father felt comfortable around Brando, was Jimmy came up with this fucking ridiculous idea, but yeah. they did it anyway, yeah. is he took a black magic marker. And he wrote on my father's lips, fuck you, back, <laughs> in, the, in backwards, so that when you turn your lip down, you'd be able to see it. Yeah. So to make a real long story short, during the scene when you notice when Brando calls to see Luca, yeah. they walk in and my father sits at the head of the table. <laughs> 
And, you know, Brando welcomes Luca. My father takes his lips and turns it like that. So he and can a, see the fuck you. So the fuck you comes up. And Brando goes hysterical. So yeah. that's what they wanted to do. You know, they wanted to, you want like to break just, the ice a little bit. Yeah, yeah. to break the yeah. ice with my father. Right, because and, Brando had this way of laughing. It was well, like, he had this, <laughs> you know, really <laughs> deep fucking laugh that everybody, you know, liked. And that's when you knew he did that. You knew he kind of liked you. Did yeah. you? Did your? Did your dad ever tell you anything about Brando? What it was like just hanging out with him or talking to him? Other than just you know to be around one of probably one of the greatest actors ever. You know, I was young at the time. How old were you? I was like fifteen. Oh man. And can you get laid off of that? Can you oh, say yeah. like? <laughs> <laughs> but it this was guy's got kids all over the country, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was all you know. The school I was in school. It was a major hit. You know, I graduated seventy six. This came out in 72. And, Holy you know, smokes. I went through high school. You know, none of my teachers dared give me a bad grade. Any more letters come from this school to this kid's house in, in the, the oven, oven you go, go head first. first. Right, right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. But yeah, so that was a cool thing. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. That was, and then did he, and then did your, did your dad ever talk about what it was like working with, was Francis like, Francis Ford Coppola? Did he have anything to say about that? Well, now, you know, just being around probably would, at that time he was just getting started big so right. you know he was just uh other than being around all these other guys and they were all new you know du du duval jimmy al all of those guys had just been getting started no, nobody nobody had even heard of al pacino right. at that time right? right he was just like some like young face theater right. actor yeah and if you ever go if if you listeners if you ever go on you could watch if you i know that it came when i bought the box set of godfather it comes with all the um, the readings prior to them making right. the film and how right. they the, were in the screen test. The screen test. Right. And they have Al Pacino playing Sonny and Sonny playing, and it's like they hadn't figured they it out yet. Out they couldn't figure it out. And this is who. great, great, great footage. If you ever get a chance to watch Listen, this stuff, it's the tests. It's the test. And let me tell you something. Let's just cut the shit. The studios didn't even want Brando. No, they didn't. If the first choice to be the Godfather Go was Anthony Quinn. Right. And, 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 and listen, Anthony Quinn's a great actor, but not the same level of like gravity and authority right. that Marlon Brando has, right? Right, right. No, not at all. That's, that, you mean. And, and Francis, right? Francis tells a story where he falls down. I'm saying Francis like I know him, but I don't really know him. Uh, Mr. Copulo, however you want to say it, I don't know. But he had to like fight to have Brando, and he had to do a screen test. And, and the Paramount said, fine, do a screen test. And he had to go to Brando, and he told Brando it was a makeup test. Otherwise, right, exactly. Right? Right. Otherwise, Brando would have been pissed off. Like, right, what are you talking right, about? Right. I'm like one of the greatest actors of all time. You're going to do a right, screen right, test. Right, right. It's a makeup test. So what Brando did, and he had long blonde hair, Marlon Brando did. And so what Marlon Brando did was he put black shoe polish in his hair, put some Kleenexes, uh, it stuffed it in his mouth, and he, and he fashioned his... His thing after Frankie Costello. Right. That was what he did with the cotton in his mouth yes. because he got shot in the right. throat and his voice was real raspy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's, why he, that. that's why he did that. I love Who that. else? Wait, I want to say that it didn't for the readings or wasn't there something about Dustin Hoffman? I don't know. I never saw Dustin Hoffman connected with it. I thought maybe they were trying to get Hoffman to play... I think they Michael. were trying to get like all the new guys, you know. I'm sure right, like right. Robert Redford and, and right, they did right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. And it was all yeah. of that. And you Robert know, Redford, by the way, wasn't the right. That wouldn't have been right at all. Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. Yeah, they wanted no, Gary Coleman. He yeah. wasn't anywhere near that. <laughs> That's funny. No, but so and then 
um, so okay, so they do all that, and they actually had De Niro come down originally for that. He was he was in the original Godfather One screen tests, right? Right, right. that's it, right there, bro. Okay, exactly. And it wasn't into Godfather <laughs> Two, and Francis remembered like, ah, shit, there was that guy De Niro who was real good to play the young, right? Yeah, right, right. Corleone, young, right? Exactly. Right? Right. I mean, the way that they, the way that came together, you know, I think that sometimes God's just in the equation. And just works things out, man. Because you couldn't have rewritten that story and cast it any other way than how it happened. Right. Well, that was Puzo. I mean, he was a genius. I mean, he fucking went over that. You know, he was there daily on the thing, making changes left and right. That's what the studio was. So based on my research, now this is my research. Anybody wants to correct me, and this is not, I'm not putting words in the mouth of Steven, I'm not putting words in the mouth of Lenny, or, or, and no words into Sean, silent Sean, and he just, he's part machine, so he, doesn't, he can't vocalize <laughs> anything. But here's the thing. Uh, Mario Puzo wrote that. Now, Mario Puzo was a great writer, and he wrote something that was called The Lucky Immigrant or The, the Lucky Whatever, okay? That didn't take off. But it was a brilliant novel. Someone told him there was a character in there known as the Godfather. It's a small part in that original book and said, mm. you know what? Write a story. Expound on that. Expand on that. And he did, and it was a blockbuster hit. And that's how the, the novel, The Godfather, came out. And, and by the way, Mario, what? okay, we got, a, we got a friend who shall remain nameless. Everyone, Steve's got like two types of friends. He's got friends that you can say their name and then friends that you can't say their name. <laughs> <laughs> look, at, look at Sean's motioning this friend to come on the mic, and he's like, "No, no, no, no." Right. Hey, why don't you write it down on the piece of paper, silent friend, and we will, uh, we will write it. You know what's? It? But listen, let me say something. You know, and here is the genius about go ahead that film, bro. Yeah, is that yeah, The Godfather and Mario Puzo and this and that. But the story, if you really pay attention to the storyline of Michael of the, Corleone, of Michael Corleone, yes, it's woven through. Uh, whatever they want to call it, Cosa Nostra, the Godfather, this whole thing. But pay it, I mean, really, really, really. It took me some time as I got older and more mature yeah. to understand like what's going on. The real story of what's happening, man, to this right. man. You know what I'm saying? Through his life. It's just a great, great story, man. It's just, yeah. it's an ama- it's a, it's really an American story. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it is an American story. And to kind of go back a little bit to Lenny's dad, and I would say that Lenny's father, right? Maybe had, I would say, like the best, one of the, maybe in, in cinematic history, the best death scene, right? If you recall. Yeah, brother. Right? Yeah. Right? When they say, Luca, Yeah, no gun, no Luca. shit like that. You know, there was no walk up and shoot you in the head. And, right. I mean, when did you ever see an ice pick come and stab somebody's hand and fucking hold them to the bar? Stick them to the bar, yeah. And then, and and then, and then, and then strangle them. Right? Yeah. Now, you know, the strangling thing, man, just so you know, that goes back to the wrestling part. Mm-hmm. Because he did that. He right, told sure. the guy, listen, apply as much pressure as you can. I'll let you know if it's on too much. On the filming. Yeah, on the mm-hmm. filming. And yeah. he had his eyes watering and he, you know, he made him do that. That was part of his whole wrestling thing. That's why right. it looks so real, and yeah. after that, just so you know, one take, guys. Just yeah. imagine that. One take. He went to the hospital. Right. After that was over. Right. Because he was so... Now listen, your dad's experience selling all of that stuff in the wrestling game, right? Like, and listen, let's 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 fucking cut the shit because your dad actually would go up when he was wrestling. He'd have to sell pain, he'd absolutely, to, right in a live. No, but all, the audience is live. Funny that you bring up all of this wrestling stuff because you know he was one of the inventors 
of all of this crazy stuff that goes on in the wrestling world today. And I don't know how much of it goes, but, you know, he used to put a Band-Aid on his finger and take little pieces of a razor blade. Right. And stick it in the Band-Aid. Right. And when he used to wrestle and it got tough and rough, he used to just, like, go to wipe the sweat off his face. But he was really just putting a little scratch in his eye right. or something where the blood would flow down. To mm-hmm. really sell. To really make it be... Yeah, you know, dramatic. To make it yeah. look dramatic. Yeah. So, no one knew how to do none of that stuff. And he was the originator of, you know, when he first came out there, the, the, the ring announcer, the, the mic used to come down from the ceiling. Right, and, yeah, and he, old and school. And he would grab the microphone and wrap it around the ring. The ring <laughs> the <throat laughs> yeah, shit, choke know, him out. Yeah. all the trouble. You know, he was always yeah. the troublemaker. You know, he was the one that antagonized the audience. Right. You know, he went crazy and the what? audience hated him. Right. He was the villain. He was the one that figured out that if you could be the villain and get the audience to hate you, that's like creating all the drama and conflict that well, makes good theater. That's what he did. He did all other kind of stuff. They went over to Japan, man. Yeah. Back in the late 50s or whatever. Yeah. And they fought these sumo wrestlers. They right. They were to do these sumo wrestling things. So <laughs> make a real another long story short, it's the best Two out of three falls, which meant there was three matches and yep. you had to win two out of the three. Yes. So my father and a gentleman, the guy's name was called H.B. Haggerty. Mm. He was a he be, went on to become a professional uh, football player. Right. Anyway, so my father's first up to yeah. wrestle this fucking 550-pound Samoa uh, dude, yeah, right? right? Right. They lock up. And the Samoan dude throwing my father all over the fucking ring, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? And really, really starting to do what they do. I mean, I don't know, think they really understood it. So they break, they win the first match. Right. So my father goes over to the corner. Yeah. And only he could think of shit like this to do. Right. He figures out, you know what? Fuck this Chinese guy or whatever right. he is. <laughs> Japanese, <laughs> Japanese, whatever the fuck he is. Right, of course. He goes into this bag his daddy's mm. got over there, and he grabs the bottle of Bengay. Icy hot. Icy <laughs> hot Bengay. And he squirts it in the palm the of his hand. story sounds familiar in right. Japan. Go on. He gets it, yeah. and they lock up with each other. So my father takes the Bengay and slides it in that thing that they wear, that diaper, and he sticks it right Shit. in his ass. Oh. Right oh. in his ass, oh. on his nuts, yeah. everything. Yeah. Two minutes later, <laughs> this wins. guy is jumping all over the place. <laughs> My father goes to work on the guy, bangs him, and that's, you know. That's Listen, Lenny, look, this is the crowd going nuts after they see your dad put yeah. Ben Gay on the Japanese no, I don't guy's think ass. they may not have seen it. I don't know. Yeah. But the guy reacted in a real, you know, as you that's know, you put Ben Gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't want that in the Holy the holy right. that's gonna burn then, uh, you know then another couple of other good things he did he they came you know now they're looking for ideas gimmicks to get people into the audience right so my father's gonna fight a bear a, gonna, bear. a yeah. wrestle a bear a real bear a real bear a real well, like a brown bear like yeah, a bear listen, from the fucking a regular woods. bear get but the keep fuck in out mind now it's like one of these circus bears that's a friendly bear yeah. it's got no claws no nothing right, you know, right, does right, it right. still have okay. teeth <laughs> uh, yes it did listen okay. some of these circus bears are a little fucked up in the head you never know remember what yeah. happened to Siegfried and Roy they're right. friends yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. anyway your dad is amazing right so what he does is he goes upstate New York and he's <laughs> spends a week 
with this fucking bear. Well, like living mean? with and the bear for a week? You know, with the trainer who has like the bear. Like in an apartment? In like a house or an apartment. <laughs> I'm not really sure how they do the like bear. Like a farm, maybe. The bear listen, is out in the garage. A little tip, a little tip. Listen, the bear's out in the garage with listen, the freezer. Let me tell you something, all right? This is serious shit. Mr. Earbuds, Mr. Mrs. Earbuds, a little tip. If you're living with a bear, you give him first priority for the restroom. You don't, you don't yeah, get yeah, in his yeah, way, yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah. let him do his thing. So, so my father puts honey all over his body. Oh and God. he would go to the bear, yeah. and the bear would smell the honey, and the bear would try to lick the honey off my father. And my father <laughs> did that three or four times a day. Right. So the bear loved him. <laughs> so every time the bear saw my father, He'd it would put jump his, on him. come with his hands open and come to try to hug my father. Right, looking for the honey. <laughs> looking for the honey. Yeah. So he did that for Amazing. four or five days. You, you know, know this is before animal cruelty and shit. Right, 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 right. Pat so, Back when everything right. was more fun. So, you know, yeah. one of the days at the events, that's what my father did. Listen, let me so tell you So they'd go out to the fucking thing they the night of the, the show. they go out to the ring. My father puts the honey on. They bring the bear in. Yeah. The bear sees my father. What do you think the bear does? Yeah. Right. Was running him. for my father yeah. to get the honey. And then get off of him. And then your father like like jumps him off and throws him off the top (laughs) rope. I don't know exactly what they did, but it was you know kind of a funny (laughs) gig to do. You know what a great idea. Bear doesn't think nothing of it; just keeps on coming again. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Listen, you want to laugh? That's how I met my wife. I had to rub honey all (laughs) over my body and wrestle her around a little bit. Fuck, bro. Just be careful. Sean, don't rub honey on your body. Big Alex might come on. Yeah. yeah. Rub marinara all over you. <laughs> so, hey, Zolane, let me ask you a question. Yes. Let me get back to something real quick. Yeah. So we're sitting in Enzo's Pizzeria. How long has this pizzeria been here? We're going into our 20th year. 20 years. In, I mean, it's hard to keep the doors open on a goddamn post office box for 20 years, right? That's true. Am I right? 20 yeah, years. Oh, fucking yeah. try a public storage fucking uh, for 20 years. Hey, didn't you used to work here? Well, as a matter of fact, when I uh, first was released out of prison on my uh, on my on my third uh, term, um, yeah, Lenny set me up with a job. Lenny and uh, and his partner set me up with a job. We go easy. I put that. I put this place down on my parole paper, my pre-parole paperwork. Yeah. Because your bro officers going to want to know. The first thing they want you to do is get a job. Right. So I show up and I'm like, yeah, I got a job at Enzo. I'm going to be managing. So I'm managing here in the daytime. When, running when the register this? and everything. This was, uh, uh, what, Early 99 two, or 2000? Two, well, we opened in 2000. So. so this was, and it was in the first year, I think. Right. So 2000, that's when I got out. And uh, we and I'm working in the daytime. Sometimes the we had more felons in here than yeah. we had customers. Now listen to this. <laughs> felons love My crime, but now look at my crimey. Rest, rest in peace, Polly B. Polly B. Oh, shit. You know, we got some more time in there, but Polly B was paroling maybe about two months after I was. Right. So sure enough, where's Polly B get a job? Gets a job here too. So now you got me in the daytime. You got Polly B at nighttime. I, I bet you. Both, I bet you. I love this job, bro. This job saved my ass. Yeah, but let me ask you a question, Lenny. Did you have to watch Steve and Polly B make sure that they didn't eat all their wages? I mean, did you? Did you <laughs> no, no, we no, ate them. They watched us. They did. I watched them eat them. Yeah, yeah, they did though. That's I put on about sixty imagine. pounds working at this place. I couldn't <laughs> stop with the Parmesan sandwiches and slices. Yeah, but you know what? There was no dining dash here during that time. No, I absolutely. <laughs> 
no, you didn't dine and dash yeah, here. This place was like, you dine and dash, and then you died from hey, a bro, gash. Hey, bro, this is the only place where they would come and be like, can you come around the corner? Can we take a picture with you? Yeah, like, <laughs> right. Story. Well, listen, but but so I want to go back to something because we were just talking about that. So anyway, and so Lenny, your dad learned how to work a crowd up, how to right. work in front of a live crowd, how to get the blood going and how to sell something. So that kind of ties back into why he was able to do that whole Luca scene, scene in, in that way. You right. know what I mean? He let's he, let's let us let us go back. And if you haven't had a chance to see it, I highly recommend it. Let's go back and take and, and let's just listen to how great Lenny's dad is when his death scene. <laughs> right, his hand stabbed in the and his eyes are getting fooled. The best. The best. The best. You hear that? That's him just So good. Plus, it probably have a fucking hurt having ice pick in your fucking <laughs> middle of your hand. You know what? I'm gonna say something. Like, I understand now why your dad had to go to the hospital after that scene because that's legit sounds. Steve, I mean, not that you've yeah, ever strangled bro, anyone, fucking, but that guy was really going through it. Steve, that my good man, not that, that not that you obviously condone strangling people, but you might have been around when someone got strangled. Did that sound real to you? That sound that that was real. <laughs> that was real. Yeah, that and you was want to know about something. as close to real as you're, you're going to get. get. And right. you want to know something? There was a reason that they didn't shoot him and do all that because the message in the movie is he wants Luca Bratz killed. You know, he wants to send a message. You know, right? right? right. Well, and that, yeah, that, that, he, he was feared, was, man. He exactly. Was, you, know, you got right. to Luca. They, you remember Jimmy said it. You know, listen, if Luca turned, we're in the world of shit. Remember mm -hmm. when they were all yeah. and they got the bulletproof vest in right. the mail with the fish? Right. Yep. Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fish. Right. And then Jimmy said, "Well, listen, if Luca turned, man, we got fucking problems." Right. But wasn't he? He was sent on a mission to pretend like he was going right. to turn. Right. Okay, right. They that wanted him so to good. say that he went over. You know, he wasn't happy. He wasn't with happy the with the Corleone them. Right. family. Right. And he wanted to. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've gotten through all of that, I want to ask, first of all, I'm going to ask Sean. Sean, to you. Yeah. Sound man, Sean. Uh, to you. And listen, this is, if anybody wants to know what it sounds like in Sean's head when he's thinking, it sounds like this. Can you hear that? Barely. Go you on. Have to fix that in post. All right. It's a robot sounds. Uh. What to you is the best scene from The Godfather? Um, I don't know. Do you see that? I don't, <laughs> think, you, I don't think you could pick a. There had there was several. What kind of a what kind of an answer is that, Sean? I haven't seen The Godfather in maybe ten years. What is the matter? I with I think you? I've only seen it once. Get nah, the fuck out man, of here! We might have to remove this guy. That's Listen, it. you know what? what and you, I call how do you only watch that movie once. How can you? How can you be like I don't know? You know yeah. what? You're not allowed to say I don't know on the show anymore. Yeah, That's like yeah, a showstopper. Yeah, We're yeah, rolling. Yeah. We've got like and when one you of got Luca Bratz's son sitting at the table, you got to at least lie and say you've seen the film. Like at least four you could have said the part with Luca, your mother. Yeah, yeah man, like Jesus what's the matter Christ. with you? Know what? I think Lenny, we might have to take him out back and uh, you know handle something. Alex, don't worry, you're going to get to you. We're going to get to you. Alex, Alex's yeah. favorite part is any scene that they were showing eating. when they were cooking in the <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> right, eating. Hey, keep stirring the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Big Alex, what's the best scene in The Godfather? All right, I'm going to go from like the beginning till, you know. Listen, we don't I need remember. a dissertation. <laughs> Start with Godfather 1. It's Luca, not a summary. <laughs> okay, Luca, that was <laughs> top, 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 top. That was the original goon. Luca Brasi was the original goon. When you, you think about a goon, 
a, a, a hired guy. But you want to know what really made that Luca thing stand out? Go if ahead. you guys remember, do you remember him walking down the hallway? Yeah, yeah. And you hear his feet. Yes. 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 yes, yes, yes. With yes, the yes. fucking hat and the yep. jacket. Yes. Now yep. that jacket was like a tent, man. Yeah, I exactly. mean that's how big that, that jacket was, the was. That's that was the but, teepee that he slept in. Right, right. He made a jacket out <laughs> of the teepee. Remember that walk going down the hallway? Is that his real walk? I mean, he just did it. Sounded way. like death just, coming down. Because but do it you was. remember it? Yes. And then you remember him when he stopped and they offered him the money and he stopped and he took the cigarette out. Yep. Yeah. And he put it in his mouth. And he couldn't and he light lit it. The fucking lighter. But just to walk. Remember to walk down the hallway? Absolutely. And it sounded like fate, like the right. weight of the world's yeah. coming after you. Yeah. Listen, yeah. so I'm sitting here with, with Lenny, and we're doing a little pre-show talking or whatever, and Lenny takes me over to a picture. He's got pictures of his father and, and everyone else, but, but his father. And he takes me over, and he goes, and he shows me a picture, and it's his, it's his father from, uh, from a, still from The Godfather, and he's smoking a cigar. But his father was so fucking big that they had to take two cigars and tape them together to you make it look like... You can actually see the electrical tape if you see the picture. Right. You come into the restaurant, right. you can see the tape holding it together. Because he was so big that like a regular cigar... It looked like a fucking little Capri in his fingers. It looked man. like a toothpick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Like, what is that? So they had to actually... <laughs> what is that? What the hell is that? Get that hero. Give me that. Let me ask you a question. When your dad's that big and you're a kid, do you fuck around or do you listen to everything he says? <laughs> you could fuck around a little bit, but when he... Listen, Lay the law when down. He, when he pointed his finger at you, it was like a two by four. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever spank you? Did you ever? Get yeah, a sp- I got a several. Yeah, believe me, and you, they, yeah, believe me, they. My sister's boyfriends, they didn't want to come. They didn't blow the fucking horn to come pick them up. <laughs> that's for sure. Can you fucking imagine that? I would. Ne- that's incredible. He would have come out and just right. fucking snapped their car in half. Oh yeah. I oh, love that. Yeah. So, Steve, for you, Godfather, what's the best scene in The Godfather? My favorite scene is when Sonny goes and beats up fucking... Uh, Hell, When yeah. he goes and gives the brother-in-law the brother-in-law. a beating on the street, bro. Oh, I love yeah, that scene, really bro. Oh, yeah. I love that scene. I like it as soon as he gets to her apartment and sees her, and he, and he bites his fucking hand, and he takes off out the door, and he comes and chases him down the street, beats him by the fire hydrant. Right. I mean, there's a lot of great scenes, but I just... I, you know... Sonny's my favorite, you know, in that movie. You like Sonny. I love Sonny. He's Sunny a hothead. Yeah, I love Sonny. You're a little He's good a good friend of ours, yeah. man. James Conn? He's a really good friend of ours. Right, and I was reading that he, he really got into the local culture there in, in New York, and he was having a good time and, well, and, and hanging out with everybody. Now. I, I, listen, listen, all them fucking I debris going to your head now. <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> I didn't say anything. I'm, right. Listen, I'm very careful. Listen, I'm an attorney, and I understand how to use language, right. and I'm very, very, very respectful. Well, we know nothing about what he does. He's an actor. No. Nobody knows. He's an actor. Everybody knows that. Right. Well, listen, anybody doesn't know that, they had to come down here and see our silent producer down here. <laughs> now, listen, uh, but but Sonny's a hothead, right? The character Sonny's a hothead. And, and Steve, you're a little bit of a hothead, aren't you? Yeah, Lenny, you, Lenny used to be kind of a hothead, too. No, no. the yeah. gentle giant. No, don't buy none of that. All right. Lenny, where were you in Chino? The Solid Dad, man. You were in Solid Dad? You yeah. were in Solid Dad. What year? In the 80s. In the 80s. Too many questions here, man. No, this is coming from him. I don't know anything. No, yeah, back in the 80s. Take it up with Big Back in the 80s. Right. That was before the restaurants. That was before the restaurants. I'm a New York dude, man. I had the New York accent. I got the whole thing going on. still got the New York accent. Listen, you guys, when I tell you this place is a legitimate pizza parlor, it's a legitimate 
pizza parlor. Listen, okay? you know what I love is not only do they do you have like all of these photos, these beautiful photos, and the ambiance is very tiny, but they also decorated for the holidays. You know, and you come in, and yeah, they got. They got Christmas carols or whatever, but it's Frank Sinatra singing the Christmas Absolutely. carols, right? It's a certain listen, kind of class. And listen, let me tell you something. My show, loosely, Lenny, if you don't know, I got a lot of different people on my show. I got a lot of guys that had a history. Sometimes they didn't always do the right thing, kind of like myself. Yeah. You know? But they come on the show, and we talk about what they're doing today. Right. right? Guys? Right. Yeah. And they're doing positive things and good things. This is a success story. Lenny's it over is, here. It is. Listen, Listen, bro. Hey, let me just say this much. Just hold your tongues for a minute. Listen, I'm going to just say this much. You didn't want to get Lenny was the, Lenny ran some doors. He ran some places through Hollywood. And I can tell you this much. Go ahead. Before the pizza place. Lenny's not the individual that you wanted to really run into have a problem with, man. Right. Okay? I still don't want to have a problem. You don't want to have right. a problem. With Lenny's a, and and uh, I love this place working and being successful and the food being so great and Lenny doing because because you know what, man? I don't know, man. He's just turned things around. He's doing a lot of great things and he does a lot in the community. But here. what what doors did he work? I mean, first of all, well, what the fuck? I could tell you what do it. Yeah. No. yeah. But what, before what, this what, all, what? listen, there was a place out here that was one of the most happening clubs in the country. It was called Bar One. Bar One. And it was, I mean, you know, there Hold was... Hold on, Lee back up a minute, Lenny. Lenny. Yeah. Real quickly. Facts check. How'd you get to Soledad? It's public knowledge. Okay, got the crimes. You know, Listen, everything's already passing. To, to make a very long story short, yeah. it wasn't me that pushed him out the window. That's <laughs> number one. But anyway, because they create all these fucking lies all over the extortion well, and money money and all that racketeering shit. They say all that shit. But. It was basically some bullshit, man. I they they said that I went in there and you know threatened the guy for some money that he owed to some people and. Uh, you know, you know what the best part that's about the whole thing? Because you're from the East Coast. Right. Because you're from the East Coast you know and you're what? Italian. All of a sudden, they Listen, want to lay right. That's exactly. what the Italian-American Civil League was worried about. The films, you know, might give the wrong impression about honest guys that are just, you know, the doing The best the part about it is they came and got me in New York and brought me back here. And he got his crime out of Mexico. His crime was like in a... And my buddy, uh, Mike, at uh, the time, was wait in Mexico. A second, in Cancun. Yeah. yeah. Who the fuck got you in New York? Like, how, do you, how does the state of California do that? They came and that's how they extradited me what from were you, New York. Yeah, but like, were you just like at a coffee shop in the New York? <laughs> I was home and they knocked on the door. He and was having breakfast fact, in an yeah, airport it, and they it. came Listen, around and we got As a matter of fact, not only did they knock on the door, the f district attorney get was the with them. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. With some papers in his hand? Yeah. Believe it or not, yes. The fucking and, can, and so, and, 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 like, is this morning? Is this night? Morning, or, or, or very early in the morning. And how long is it? I don't know. We got the silent producer. I wrote, oh, so, okay. So then they say, you got to come with us. So, so they, yeah, like, they come, they knock on the door. Yeah. And I'm there. So make a long story short, yeah. now they extradite me to the fucking, back to LA. Right. We get to the airport and Ira Reiner is at the airport <laughs> with the fucking news. Oh, standing there. Oh, yeah. Ira Reiner. Ira so they Reiner. wanted to make, so but they were trying to make a big story. Here's, here's the best part about this whole thing without getting into any big detail. Yeah. One of the cops <laughs> that was in this case, Go his ahead. name was Mike Brambles. <laughs> After Mike the Bramble. case was over, check this shit out. Mm -hmm. After the case is over, this dude gets arrested for <laughs> armed robbery and five rapes. I believe that. Wow. Yeah, I believe you see, that. He's man. currently you see. still incarcerated. 
I believe that because, I mean, even to this day, every day you read a story about a cop either stealing, raping. They just in wanted LAPD, to make- there was just a story in the LAPD. This guy, they randomly looked at the body cameras. They got so much body camera footage that they can't look at it like every single one, right? So what they do is they randomly grab stuff. They randomly grab, this was like two days ago, a video and from a cop, and the cop was fondling a dead, a dead body. corpse. Do you remember wow. that story? Right. That's crazy. Hey, who, who was Sonny Gold? On. Who was Sonny Gold? Hold on. Hold, wait oh, a that second. was apparently the guy's name that was... Uh, that was my name. Now, look at his... Oh, what? that was your name. Sonny Gold. Was, okay. that, like, was that like your stage that's a name? Great, that was that's my a, acting name. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, but you don't know this, but I, I saw that you have some acting credits. Yeah, little, little stupid stuff. Nothing of... Uh, Here's a, I got another fun story for you. Yeah. We did a movie back, shit, had to be in the late 70s, early 80s, Yeah. called Blood Song. Yeah, I saw that. And we made Frankie Avalon the murderer. Mm. <laughs> so get a load of this. But the, the point of this story is just to show you how ingenious my dad was. Yes. We're up in Coos Bay, Oregon, and we're going on a couple of weeks up there, and, mm. and they're running out of money. Yeah. <laughs> Right, <laughs> so they don't know. We don't know what we're gonna do. How are we gonna pay for the hotel and pay for all of this shit? So my yeah. father says to me, "Listen, go to the bank and go get a bank bag." Mm. I said, "What do you mean, go to the bank get a bank bag?" He goes, "Just go to the fucking bank and go get me a bank bag." So I go get a bank mm-hmm. bag and I bring it back in. You know, one of them big, it's a little bit bigger than a the ones that are filled with loot. Yeah, you know, a, a bank bag, not a satchel, but a bag. Yeah. So he takes the phone book and he's cutting the paper into the size of dollar bills. Yeah. And he cuts this two phone books <laughs> and he puts them in rubber bands and it looks like it's full of money. It looks Chinese, like Chinese bankroll. like stacks of 10,000 in the thing. <laughs> yeah, Chinese bankroll. He bank stuffs roll. the fucking bag with the paper yeah. in the bag, <laughs> zippers it, puts the lock on it with the key hanging off of it. <laughs> the last day that we're shooting, about an hour before we're ready to cut out, he walks over to the guy who we got the hotel <laughs> to and he says to him, listen, you know, I know we ain't paid in a bit. Do me a favor. You know, we're going to wrap up here tomorrow and the next day. Do me a favor. Keep this money in your safe over there. And then my partner, when he's done, we'll just pay you all in cash. <laughs> so me and him, as soon as he does that, we get in the car. We head to the airport. Yes. And we cut out. And we leave the guy with the fucking bag with the paper in it. And... So you know what? The crowd yeah. loves that story. You know, I'm going to tell you something. And that's... That's wrestling. That's knowing how that to, that was my to do point. showmanship, yes, right? That's what yeah. that was. Yeah, and because, dude, I was reading that. Listen, I was reading that Lenny's dad, not only was he a genius in inventing like the blood and the drama and everything, but one of his gigs, one of his gags, one of his shticks was he would take cups and like jam them in his opponent's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. When the ref wasn't looking. Right. And then he had all these different ways right. to hide He's it the on one his that body. came with the doorknob in his trunks and the rolls of quarters <laughs> in his trunks and his boots and shit. The powder in his hands. And pull shit out everywhere. I love that. Um, uh, so, okay. So we've talked about that. One thing I want to know, and I really want to know this, because I've been hearing this my entire fucking life. I've been hearing this shit my entire life, and I'm very curious about it, my friend. You, uh, uh, what is the secret to good pizza? Well, to me, it's just the love that I got for it, number one. Go ahead. You know, you got to put the right ingredients, man. You got to have the right stuff. The number one thing is the way we make our dough. 
I mean, everybody in the pizza business is buying their own dough. We make our shit from scratch. You hear that, everybody? Do yeah. you hear that? I mean, listen to me. And we sell. 2019. They're making I their mean, own dough. We, you have no idea when I tell you how many pizzas we sell. But we sell a lot. And we make our dough. And the key to the dough Go ahead. is using, I believe, the water that we use. We use a New York bottled friend of ours sends us water from New York. And that's the water that we use. I love it. But let me ask you a question because my wife and I got in a huge fight about this last night. Because I am just so listen, you you guys want to know what kind of prep work I do for this show? I made my wife play, uh, no offense, she's a very beautiful woman, so it's a compliment, really. I made (laughs) her play you, you know, she didn't know your answers, but I was just like, just vibing and learning what kind of questions I was going to ask her, right? And I got to the pizza question, right? And she said, what? It's the water, right? Because that's what everybody says. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if I, what the fuck is so special about New York water, Lenny? God damn it. What I, you is know, it? I believe the way it's purified, man. I mean, it's just clean. The water, if you take a cup of L.A. water, man, and leave it in the cup, it's gray. Yeah. Right. You can drink the water right out of the faucet in New York. Right. It's different. It's and coming it's from just, springs. You know, it's the, the water's got a lot to play in, in, in our dough. Right. Plus it's, the recipes that we have are some special recipes. Our marinara sauce is out of this world. You know, we make the pizza sauces... Dude, Alex, <laughs> when aren't you hungry, bro? When aren't you hungry? Well, let me have them these guys whip you up some stuff. And we'll we want to try some, some food yeah. right now. Yeah, let's do it. Right? Right, have them whip them up some stuff. And I want to ask you another question. And this is, I've always, listen, my dad, listen, listen, guys, listen. Jesus Christ, here we go. My dad loved The Godfather. He loved the book and he loved the movie. My dad was, when he read the book, he was traveling with his brother, my Uncle Jimmy, who was a judge and a pillhead, God rest his soul. He was traveling in Europe. Silent producer, let's whip it up. What are we doing? Stop busting <laughs> Lenny's balls and fucking. Okay, here we go. And so my dad read The Godfather while they're traveling through Europe, right? Uh-huh. Okay. And my uncle told me later, because my dad died uh, at 52 or whatever. My, my uncle told me, like, your dad went fucking nuts after he read that book. He forced me to call him Godfather during the entire fucking trip, right? Like, my dad got... <laughs> That's like, crazy. It's the true... That's a true yeah. story. So then he got the movie, and we would watch it all the time. One and two. One and two. And then I think it's in two. It might be in one. Where the, the guy stirring the sauce is talking to Michael Corleone. And he tells him to throw the meatballs in. That was Clemenza. Yeah. yeah and he tells sugar. him that the... And the that's... <laughs> A little bit of listen to me. Listen to me. Is that true? That's a true thing. The sugar takes the sting. Yeah. And and like the indigestion out of that. Yep. If you do that properly, a little bit of sugar goes a long way. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't know about sugar, then you're not really cooking Italian. No, right. I mean, listen. There are certain tricks that you got to know. I mean, there are other pizzerias. There are other places. But listen to me. Come down. Try. Just yeah. come try yeah. our pizza, man. Yeah, put uh, it to the test. Period. I've heard a lot of here. good things about this place. Honestly, I haven't been here yet, right. but I've heard a <laughs> lot of great things. And I'm a fat Listen, boy. Listen, we're going to feed you anyway, man. You don't, don't need to worry, do all that. <laughs> you know what? He's like that bear. He's looking for the honey, but it's You're a right. marinara sauce. Now, let me ask you another question. Now, and I, and, and, I got to know, because I've always wondered, when it comes to the other 
like the big chain joints. Like, does that shit piss you? Like Papa John's? Do you look down on Papa John's? Do you look down on pizza? You're like, I mean, what the fuck I, is that? I, I mean, to really compare that to us is, right. is a joke. Right. It's an absolute joke. Right. But you know, you want authentic New York style pizza, thin crust pizza. Yeah. This is the place. Let me ask you another question because we got a lot of fat fucks that listen to the show. What's the key, <laughs> right? What's the key? When you're look, just looking visually at a pizza, what are you looking for to know? Like, you know, because a lot of people might come in and they, they don't know the joint, but they can, because sometimes the pizza's on display. What's the key? What do you look for to, that tells you it's a good pizza? Personally, it's a couple of things. I Go look ahead. for the way the cheese is bubbling, the dough is thin, yes. the way the, you know, it's a, it's a thin crust kind of. That golden brown crunch, yes, type of God. type of taste. You guys are in for a treat taste. right now, boy. Yeah, I'm you, telling you right so, now. You know, okay, let's now let's let's end a goddamn controversy that's been raging across the nation right now. I'm fucking sick of hearing about it. Right now, we're here in front of one of the greatest pizza judges of all time. Enzo's obviously a successful place, been in business for 20 years, and fucking just killing it, killing the game. UCLA, it's elite students, some of the best students around the world. Silence the fucking. Chicago pizza is that deep dish pizza really pizza or is it bullshit? Nah, man, that's just way too much dough, <laughs> too too deep. It's really just a deep, deep. It's a pie. All right, yeah. thank you very. I got much. a question. That's Go a ahead. casserole. That's a casserole. Yeah, I got a question. Go ahead. There, I see a pie tin on the on the wall. It's twenty three inches around. Is that how big is it? It's no, actually, twenty three inches. We cut it into twelve slices for the students, so they get their money's worth. Right, that's you know, huge. and they get yeah. That sounds perfect to me. But yeah. don't you have like a contest? <laughs> no. like, that's enough for Alex alone. That's perfect. That's a snack. That's we, a, yeah. one, at one time we, we tried snack. to do yeah. like a contest to just do you know if one person could eat the whole the whole thing. thing. Oh god! But the, you know the problem with that is it's really hard to do because the more you eat. The dough expands in your stomach. Right. So you got to eat it really quickly. Yeah, but you, you really can't. It's, Alex, it's very difficult to eat a 23 inch pizza. Alex, Alex, can you eat a 23 inch pizza? Can you see that giant thing up on the wall there, buddy? Right. Can there. you eat one if of those? If there was some money to it, yeah, but no, no, no. no. I have, either, either you can or you can't. I can't. No, that's no, no, no. yes or no? No, no. Someone gave you $10,000, could you eat it? Fuck yeah. So right then now. you can. If what I'm gonna, the? I'll die afterwards. Yeah, but if you'll I'm, die for that ten thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm just like, if I just come by and buy it and just want to be like, oh, I'm, no, 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 I'll have three slices and then tomorrow I have another three and then the next Wait day. Wait a minute, three, man. You have six slices Try now, to, and when you get home, you have another six slices. <laughs> and then the morning, and then at two in the morning, you eat another six slices. Alex acting like he's eating pizza on installment. Yeah, my calories come from from alcohol. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, then, by the looks of you, you're drinking enough you this, alcohol to get I've all of been LA three drunk. Three weeks running on 25 grams of carbohydrates. A oh day, man, I didn't know where you were nothing, going with that. Right? This has been for the last. Three I weeks. thought you were going to say you're running on 25 grams of coke. All right, or, sugar, or, sugar, <laughs> or sugar, or sugar. And uh, I've been I've been working towards this podcast because no holds barred. I'm mm. eating everything that you put on the table. Mm. You guys right, are in well, for a treat today. They're putting it Sean, in as we speak. You eating today, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, I, good. I ran Chicken five parm. miles. You ran five miles. And he's serious, you guys, listeners. Yet, so. He ran five miles today. Just a prep for this carb intake. He had. He, How many did you run, Alex? Uh, I uh, probably fifteen. 
You uh, drove about chicken 15 parm. miles. Yeah, I drove 50 miles. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, chicken parm. What an open container. Chicken parm. Oh, yeah, that's what okay, we got. Okay. We got. He's, very He's like, yeah, we better have this. We better have this. We got everything like, covered. I'm telling you, what you sent me was like. I sent him pictures. <laughs> I sent this guy pictures. Why I knew, did you listen, do that? Because I told him, look, there's going to be some free food. I needed Man, Alex here no He sent me those pictures and I whipped out the lotion. You know what? What? Listen, let me just. It's like uh, we're waving a red flag in front of a bull, dude. You yeah, set him off. Oh, yeah, That's called bro. food porn. He yeah. sent me food porn. I sent him pictures of like their chicken parm sandwich, the slice, the calzone, the yeah, baked Alex told me he was laying he was, he like, was laying face down on the sofa cushions. Yeah, he goes, oh shit, he put an OMG <laughs> with yeah, tears. Yeah, with right, clown. I, e- I, when I, when I email you, oh, it's all, you know, da, 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 da. I said, oh shit. Yeah, he did. <laughs> right. He did. right. Yeah, he was ready. He's been practicing. Yeah, the chicken palm here is really good, man. Oh, the eggplant man. palm is Basil, oh, basil, basil with the, you know, a little bit of basil just makes a big difference. <laughs> We're talking to an Italian guy who has a pizzeria uh, telling him about basil. It, he should slap like you with some basil. No, no, it's a Mexican guy talking about cilantro. It's the same thing. You got that greenery, that freshness. It's beautiful. Look at the this. The food's got to be Listen, We better get a chicken palm in his job now, if yeah, he's right popping now. his gum. So... Um, and now let's talk about some other things. I wanted to ask you a little bit now, since the Godfather is kind of like the high point, your father had this amazing, um, uh, role in it and everything else since then, right? Like when you go down sort of the good, you know, mobster films or whatever, like to me next to the Godfather is Goodfellas. Are you mm. a fan of Goodfellas? Yeah, I'm a fan of that casino Goodfellas. And what about Sopranos? Did you like yeah, Sopranos? Yeah, I did happen to, you know, you know, once again, you know, those guys were friends of mine. Not like I went to their house for Christmas, right. but you know, Joe Pesci, good friend of mine. Right. Not a good friend where we speak every day. Right. But a friend. But you know, you know Yeah, you know, James Gandolfini, all of those guys, you know, the, Tony Sirico, who played Paulie in there, was he? Paulie Walnuts. I lived with him for three years, Get four years. Why we were? Why we were? They were first starting out here in L.A. Now let me ask you a question because it's interesting. Uh, are there personalities for the guys that you kind of know? When they are they like what they are on the camera when they're off? Like is Paulie Walnuts annoying? Like. Off camera, like as he is on the show, or is you he- tell me, what do you think? I would say yes. Yeah, I would say yeah, all yeah, the way. It didn't take much to do what he did. I love that. <laughs> and you know what's interesting? It's it's after. It seems like it's after The Godfather that a lot of folks that are like you know kind of around that area, whatever you want to call it, decided. You know what? I want to go into acting. Right. I want to do all that. Is there any? Is there any, did you ever, you, you did small stuff, uh, you said you did it, but do you have any desire to do? Uh, no, I never really wanted to do that. Right. I, for some reason, I don't know, I just, I mean, I had tons of opportunity if I wanted to, but right. I just never went down that road. Right. And then, did you ever try any wrestling or anything? No, like? no, 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 no. I wish, I wish I would have, to see how big it is today? Yeah. So, yeah, but no, I haven't. Uh, Dude, you know my dad. Right. So he's like my dad was like probably like 400 pounds. He was more fat, but he was six foot four, a big guy. And my dad, when he was a heavy drinker, too, he was a lawyer, too. Right. My dad actually was part of the task force that set up Indian gaming on reservations. Right. And one of the things that uh, my dad talks about was that and he, in fact, went into business in a casino in Minnesota with a gentleman named Angelo Madur. And it's all public records. No big deal. And uh, my dad 
he also wanted to be a wrestler. And they were doing some kind of telethon for like Nova or PBS or whatever. And, you know, in the old days, they used to take calls like on, on the show. While they were doing the fundraiser, they would take these calls. And my dad got kind of sauced, right? He got a little crazy. And he called <laughs> up and he told him like, and this might have been in like 87, 88. And he told him, he was like, listen, I'll fucking give you $10,000 but I want you to let me wrestle somebody live on the stage. And the guy actually got on the television. My dad was on there haranguing him for like an hour, like drunk. And the guy got on there and said, sir, sir, you're watching right now. We can't allow you to do any kind of wrestling on the show. It's not part of the program. We would love to have your donation. That was the kind of guy my dad was. That's what he, that's what he loved. Um, so later, after all of this, what did your dad do? Was he did he retire? Did several other movies. No, nothing as big as The Godfather, but went on to do you know, twelve or thirteen other. I films. saw he worked with a ton of great actors. Yeah, yeah, he did. You know, a couple of big movies that you're not big. I mean, Jan Michael Vincent. He did The Jerk with Steve Martin. Right. Oh, was shit. he the guy? Was he the guy they called the Iron Balls? Iron Balls McGinnis. Yeah, that was the scene where <laughs> Steve Martin's getting right. muscled or whatever, and he's like, he, he takes karate and he's gonna, you know, beat up these mobsters or whatever. And his dad's, and he kicks one guy in the balls, and it's your father. Right. And then you hear like a metal noise, and it breaks his foot. <laughs> right. And then later he goes, "How did I know his name was Iron Balls McGinnis?" You know, I want a little bit parts, but nothing, you know, as big as the Luca Brasi thing. Right. But uh, and did he ever open up any restaurants or no, anything? No, nothing like that, which we should have. And what was his like passion off camera or whatever? Like what did he like to do in his spare time? Like did he did he like spend to spend time with his grandkids if you want to know the truth? Yeah, I but do want to know yeah, the that, truth. Yeah, that's it. That's what he did. I mean, you know, the acting was what it was. He tried it, he really never got anything to be to take a bigger bite of the apple, but Right, but did he ever take like so with the grandkids, how many grandkids did he have? 15. And he loved them. Everyone, yeah. You know, it was. But. Yeah, so (laughs) that's what he did. You know, that's what he did. But he never really had a big. uh, He can't read his right. So listen, so so people know the silent producer is writing all the scribbling on his thing. What about Engelbert Humperdinck? Yeah, yeah, you know, he went on to be like, you know, he worked at the Copacabana <laughs> yeah. as a bodyguard. You know, right. he worked at the door over there. Right. He worked for Engelbert Humperdinck, traveled all over the place with him. Right. Who's Engelbert Humperdinck? Oh, he's a, a singer, but you know, one of the things that he used to do was when he was the bouncer at the Copacabana yeah. and Tom Jones and Engelbert and all them people used to sing there. Yeah. My, only he would think of this. He would go and buy like, 25 bow ties, the same bow ties that they were wearing. Yeah. And you know how like they have the fan groups that wait for them outside? Right. He would go out there and tell them, hey, listen, you want me to give you his tie? And get it for you for 20 bucks. And he would go in the back and grab one of the ties and right. come back outside and sell the people the ties and, I love you know, that. all that kind of shit. Enterprising. Right. He was an enterprising right. Always thinking, always Innovative. trying to find a way to earn it. Right, of course, hustling. Right. So then, so, so, but you worked some doors. For, so you were just starting to tell us before we got on to some other topic about bar. Yeah, it was called Bar One. Okay, and this was like, what decade? It had to be, I'm trying to, it had to be in the late 80s. Right, in L.A. I, I remember when Drew Barrymore was like 13 years old and we used to sneak it through the back door oh, <laughs> to come in. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio, all of them. You know, it went on to be one of the hottest clubs 
that ever was in L.A. for a long time. You know, along with I don't know if you would remember the place called Helena's, no, and Tramps, and you know all of these places. So I went from there. A friend. How do you of mine, get a job at working the door like that? A friend of mine owned it. Okay. Who happened to be my co-defendant? Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> so. Anyway, <laughs> we were there, and we went there, and then we went on to open up this did place. You, did you ever take a look at, like, Drew Barrymore's necklace and then go buy 10 necklaces and no, run out no, to the no, crowd no, and no, say, no. hey, I can get you Drew Barrymore's necklace for no, 10 bucks? No, no, no. But, you know, ball one was there was a line way down the street to get in this place. I mean, right. it was you had to be the who's who to get in. Now, how do you know? Let me ask you a question, because you hear about this. all Normal schlubs go along, and they can never get into these hot places. How do you know or determine, like, who's going to get the fuck in? How well, do you figure that out? You know, obviously, the women you want to let in. The more right. you let in. And then, you know, you could tell who's the schlum and who's not. How you do know you tell I mean? this? Just by the schlum. way they dress, by the way they go, how much money they offer you. To get uh, in. Okay. All right. So in in that time period, what was the right amount of money to get in? Hundred dollar bill, and that was a lot of money back then. Right. So if you're listening, you cheap bastards, and you're a slum, you want to get by the door with a guy like Lenny. You gotta fucking pony up some cash. Quit being so cheap, right? right? And you're gonna get in. <laughs> right. Otherwise, you better be a hot chick. Right. Exactly. Got it. That makes total sense to me. What other doors did you work? Did you work? I worked any- for the, at the House of Blues for a while when no they first shit. opened up. Yeah, I was the head of the security there. For- now, House of Blues was that? You were the head of security. Yeah. And what does that entail? What do you got to do when you're the head of the security? Well, it was, you know, there was a very big place. A lot of big name talent used to come there. So, you right. know, there was 25 security guards there or guys that played secu- that did security. And I used to just make sure that things ran smoothly, you know. Wasn't, to- wasn't House of Blues, and you might not have been there at this time, but wasn't House of Blues the place where that guy that played Beretta? Uh, Robert Blake? Robert Blake. Wasn't his girlfriend that he was uh, charged with uh, murder. No, that was you're thinking of uh, the record producer. Yeah, Wall of uh, Sound. What's the name of that Phil guy? Spector. Phil Spector. Phil Spector. Had Spector. hair like Marsha Clark. Right. Yes. And that, you know, actually he was a pain in the ass kind of a guy. He looked like he was because a pain he in used the ass. They had a room on top of the House of Blues called the Foundation Room. Okay. And it was like a VIP type of thing and it was big money to be a year membership. Right. And of course, you know, he had the big money and he used to come in there, but he used to get stone cold drunk and just act a fool right and we had the worst time with him you trying know, to get him out trying to get him huh. out at 2 a.m which is crazy because he was kind of like a little kind of schnebly guy right I mean, <laughs> yeah but he was a pain in the ass believe me was, hey, he always, uh, was there always fighting or fighting what? there was some good fight scenes hey some good fight <laughs> tell me about uh I love tell, when tell Steve, me about so listen wait 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 a second wait a second steve <laughs> Steve segues are always like this. He disappears for a little while. He's fucking, I don't know what he was doing, punching Alex in the gut outside mm-hmm. from talking to him. Smoking a cigarette. Okay. He comes back, and then, and then Sean just gets, we're deep in the House of Blues right now. Yeah. And he's telling, okay. And Sean gets right in there, and Steve, without any context, is like, fight scenes. I remember fight scenes. He's like, by the way, how that's called the Steve segue. That's hey, tell us a little bit about uh, Tupac, uh, at, the Tupac night over there. I know he at did that at House of Blues. The, the, the All Eyes one, On Me the, release. The one, yeah, well, he had his opening party there. You know, right. his thing there. That right. was, I mean, and let me tell you something. You want to talk about having to warn people and check people. Right. They, a lot of people went back to their car. Believe right. me, you right. know what I mean? To right. Get in there. A big but riot over there? There was a real, the, the ride, the big fight was the night that, that 
Biggie Smalls got murdered. Right, uh, notorious And it was the Soul Train Music Awards. Don Cornelius. Don Cornelius. And to, uh, just a couple of quick stories about yeah. that was it was very, very private. And it was a list. And he brought in his own security. Mm. But the owner of the House of Blues wanted me there just to work along with them. Right. Mm. And I turned away people like Jerry Seinfeld. I had to tell him he can't come in. <laughs> was he Jer Jerry Seinfeld at that time? It was Jerry Seinfeld, yeah, yeah. man. That might have been, that's still one of the uh, biggest listen, shows. One of Oprah's people came to ask if she could get a table, and I had to tell her she's not allowed in. <laughs> right. And, but I didn't tell him. Don Cornelius told his people that. That's and so he crazy. turned away. How was Don Cornelius that big? I mean, Soul Train. I man, remember that. They, now, if people don't know what's because a lot of people, are, if you don't know what Soul Train was, it was a show that was on during the seventies or whatever it was, and it was kind of like African American bandstand to a certain extent, right? Exactly. Right? And then you had Don, and then Don Cornelius had this deep voice, right? Right. You, Sean, you're a sound guy. You love yeah. sound. Man, what was Don? Why was Don, Don Cornelius the Don man? Cornelius. He would talk down here yeah. like this. Deep. So, he was a badass, deep, right? Man. Must have had balls that fucking bounced off the floor. And then he he was he was able to say who could well come he in? because he rented the house of blues for that night. God, right, you so know what I mean. So. So I he, got uh, it. Now, but Peter Conti worked with you over there, right? Yeah, yeah. you know what Peter Conti did, man. This is what Peter Conti did. Yeah, he wanted a job to go work in the fucking parking lot down the block. <laughs> Where the employees parked, and he would sell all the parking spots to people while we were doing what we were doing. So Selling me, employee spots. Yeah. So, you know, at that time when <laughs> Peter you Gandhi, the Columbia University fucking uh, professor. Right. He's the the author. one that actually brought me over there. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been over there. The, writer, right? the writer's over there selling employee parking spots. Thanks, Peter Gandhi, if you're listening, Pete. No, they, oh, yeah, right. let's, let's go back. Spots. So, okay, so you're working at the House of Blues ahead of security and. Um, so you got to deal with a bunch of men. Now I got to think Los Angeles House of Blues head of security. That's like the eye of the storm of the fucking drunk, crazy celebrities. They're not going to listen to anybody kind of thing, right? right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was some crazy shit went on there. You know, just talking about that Phil Spector. Yeah, yeah. Make another long story short. One night, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning. It's time to go, man. Everybody's got to leave. So, you know, 145, we make the rounds to try to get everybody the fuck out of there. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's now, you know, two o'clock and Spectre ain't getting up off the couch. He ain't, mm -hmm. you know, he ain't, he ain't leaving. <laughs> right. So I got a couple of my guys. Put a, put them down here. Yeah, so bring the food in oh, here. Bring Don't be scared. Oh, Come God. on. Let, let, that. Let, uh, Alex, Alex, let Alex try this first. Oh, my Alex. God. Yeah. Look at his face. Yeah. Look at his face. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? That parm sandwich in he, half. He, 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 looks half like, he looks like he's looking at his child for the first time. Yeah. Look at that face. He's about to yeah. cry. So Break anyway, back to Phil Spector. Yeah, he won't get off the couch. He's got a bunch of girls with him, and he won't get off the couch. So I got my guys with me, big dudes, and I'm telling them, listen, man, you know, Isaac Tyler. Tigret is the owner of the place. I don't okay. know. He started the Hard Rock Cafes right. with Peter Morton. Got it. Okay. So he's one of the original owners. Isaac Tigret's one of the original owners of the Hard Rock right. with Peter Morton. Right. So now Isaac comes to me with Dan Aykroyd, who was also one A of partner. the owners with Isaac at right. the House of Blues. No Ghostbusters, right. Saturday Night Live. Blues Brothers. The fucking King of right. Kings. All right. He tells me, Lenny. I want the place empty. The fire department guys are here. They want them out. Right. So I go over to Spectre. I tell him, listen, man, it's time to go. You got to go. Give me. I take his drink the weirdo away. Weirdo Phil Spectre. Take right. everything. This guy gets up. 
Now, in the House of Blues, they had all of these old antiques from way back when. It was a beautiful upstairs. Right. He drops his pants and yeah. takes a piss in the, in the plant. What? Why oh, yeah. we're all staring at him. Phil Spector. <laughs> Phil Spector. How was he hung? Was he hung like a horse? I didn't even look. look. So I turn like a- to my fucking security dude, and I said to him, get him out of here. And don't let his feet touch one step on the way down. <laughs> it's three stories high. Right. Yeah. And we dr- and out he goes. Yeah, right. Head first. And so did they and so they grabbed him by his fucking afro and, and just dragged out. And his out is, you know, the wig off everything. <laughs> you know, the, off. the whole bit. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Hey, I got another real yeah, quick it. funny story do for it. you. I don't yeah. know if I ever told you this one, Steve, okay, but okay. here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Exclusive. Just this put is a hard look. Bring Come the food on, over here. Don't be yeah. scared. Don't be scared. Come on here. He's got a in. great guy. Who's this guy, by the way? Oh, that's our prep cook. That's Leo. He's the yeah, one Leo. with Thank you, Leo. Mucho gusto, Leo. Damn, you got the big Z. This is the big Z over here. Don't make us go Phil Spector now. So, right. anyway, that yeah, thing's bubbling, thing, bro. Which is kind of a sad thing, but check this out. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what show it was, but. There was sets of steps on each side of the stage. Yeah. So there were these two people sitting on the side of the stage. And make a, I think it was like a Stevie Wonder night or whatever it was for a benefit concert or something. Right. So the fire department came and the place was jam-packed and we couldn't let any more people in. Right. So they were sitting on the stage. So the fire department guy says... Listen, you got to get those people off the, off the stairs. They can't be on the stairs. It's a right. fire thing. I said, okay. I radio over to somebody. I say, listen, get the guy off the stairs. Right. The guy comes back on Len. He doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to get off the stairs. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I don't know. He's mumbling. He's drunk. He's something. I said, all right. <laughs> I go over there, and I go, sir, it's time to get up off the step. The guy goes, I said, listen, man, you got to get up. It's time to leave. You can't be on the step. I got the fire department guy yelling in my ear, going crazy. This is kind of fucked up, but it was, this is the truth. So I said to the guy, listen, it's time to get up. Either you go or I'll get you to go. Right. The guy don't leave. He's all going shit like that. We grab him. We drag him through the club, out the door, throw him into the fucking driveway. He hits the ground, bang, zoom, and that was the end of it. Right. The next morning, right. I get a phone call. It's my general manager. Oh, no. Says to me, Len, can you come up here? Isaac needs to speak to you. Oh, no. I said, yeah, sure. What's up? I get there. Isaac says to me, Len, can you tell me what happened last night with this guy on the stairs? Oh, no. I said, yeah, Isaac, the guy was stone drunk, man. He wouldn't get off the stairs. Lance was telling me to, you know, to to get him off the stairs no matter what I had to do. He goes, and you guys dragged him out and threw him onto the ground? I said, yeah. I go, Isaac, the guy was so drunk he couldn't even talk. He said, Len, the guy had cerebral palsy. (laughs) Oh, no. no. We let him stay there. I gave him permission to let I said, what? He said, the guy is suing us, man. Oh, I no. said, I think the guy was mumbling. He goes, the guy had cerebral palsy. <laughs> oh, How are you supposed to know that? Now, keep in mind, there's 2,000 people in there, and I can't hear a fucking thing. I'm just thinking the guy's drunk. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's not bright. It's not lit. And, and meanwhile, not only that, but how many times did the guy mumble and move around and he oh, was drunk? Listen, right. just imagine trying to empty <laughs> 1,500 people out of a nightclub oh, at 2 a.m. in it's the morning. It's incredible. That, I can just only imagine, man. 
man. Come on, guys. Grab some of this food to eat. All right. Can now, we take a break to do this, or do we eat and... We well, all right, we can do whatever we want to do. I want you guys to enjoy it while it's hot. Yeah, yeah. Look, we got Big Big Alex is serving everybody a plate right now. So we can, nice, Alex. We're going to eat that. Now, listen. Take that. Get a grab a piece I want of you guys to listen to something. And this is, and, and Lenny, I'm going to tell you something. And this is no bullshit. And this is going to be real. And my wife's going to fucking kill me. Okay? Uh-oh. But because I have so much respect for you, I have respect for this establishment, I have respect for the fact that you're, I'm a vegan. I don't oh, wow. Eat, okay? I don't eat meat, and I don't eat cheese. It's been three years. Wow. And and this is true. Now, listen, honey, I'm trying to get us rich. I'm trying to bring us home. I got to sacrifice now and eat this beautiful yep. Italian food because I am vegan. Are you going to do this? I am going to do it. Oh, this is a hard man, that's luck major. exclusive. Hard luck exclusive. That's major. You guys, you talk about sacrifice for the show. This guy's doing this. Listen, all right. So I am going to break what is normally uh, my thing. I'm a vegan. I swear to God, you this morning, everything I ate had no cheese, no dairy, no anything. Wow. Hey, I yeah, am going to take applause. a bite. Now, now, Lenny, what tell are we me, taking what, a beat about what is, it right now, what Lenny? Is this right? I, that's a chicken parmesan sandwich. All right. At the bread that we make. You make the bread. Mm, we you make the bread. Get the fuck out sure of here. Sure do. You make the bread. Well, there you go. You don't go any place where they make no. the bread like that. All right. Oh, my God. Oh my God! On that baked ziti, the the top. Oh, that's that polio oh. regatta, man. That's the real Jesus deal. Christ. Like like Grandma would make you. Oh, this chicken parm sandwich is the best chicken parm sandwich I've ever eaten. Okay, just for Holy the record, right now. Holy smokes! This is fantastic. Man, bro. man, I hope bro, I can recover. Right I hope now. I. Don't, no. I'm just my Lenny. You might be taking me down to Primrose Path, my friend, Damn. because this is fantastic. Yeah, that big ziti will do the trick too. That chicken palm is delicious. Man, I love this chicken. Palm. My I, God, three years it's been. God damn, Lenny, wow. this is what I came here. Whose sauce is this? Is this sauce like so much grandmother's just, sauce or it, what? It, yes, it is, to believe it. We tweak it a little bit, but it, me and my partner worked with it for a while, and we came up with it, and there it is. This is real, bro. I fucking this love is it. real. This is unreal. I can taste that sugar in it. Yeah, I can taste that sugar in it. You gotta have it. Look at that smile on that guy. Oh, I'm so happy right now, dude. He came in with a tall boy of a Budweiser, slammed that. Now he's fucking eating baked ziti. The I guy, had two of them before I got here. Merry mm-hmm. Christmas. That's how he rolls on the weekend. Yeah. Sean, Sean, give us uh, what's going on over there. What are you working on? Mm. The chicken, the chicken parmesan, mm. and the uh, the bread is like oh. Perfectly crispy, but oh, not God. not too crunchy. You know what I mean to fuck up the whole sandwich. Oh, God damn! Like, nah, and, so it, and the chicken super is soft, a, super soft, chicken is crispy. excellent, right? Chicken soft, cooked well, right? right exactly. Perfect. White yeah. meat, yeah. beautiful. Seven ounce boneless, skinless people, breast. Pe- people talk about homemade. That's homemade. This is homemade. You guys, I'm telling you, get over the Enzo's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over there, watch those, Alex damn it. eat every day. Look at it. You know what? He kind of looks never seen him so gusto. serious. He eats with gusto. No, he looks like a rhinoceros, is. like pulling out an otter or something. Like <laughs> you know what? You know what? I don't like. Okay, go when, ahead. Okay, so you get on the mic. Okay, when you see an advertisement for a burger, or for fries, or for tacos, mm. they look amazing. This food, when you send me pictures of it. Just regular customers taking yeah. pictures of the food. That's true. You knew it was fucking good. Just yeah. from the oh, pictures, man. You know, no studio took the pictures. Customers took the took oh, the pictures, and this unbelievable. shit is, It tastes exactly how it looks. Right. Fucking so amazing. one of the things that <laughs> we got a pie coming. We got a pie coming. Um, <laughs> one of the things Alex doesn't like is to be uh, false advertising when it comes to food. Exactly. That, that bumps him out. Exactly. Look at that. Look at that. 
Look at how he eats. He's got he's got a beard. He's got these giant jowls. He's got the uh, he's got kind of a uh, the pleasure. Have on you ever his seen face. a br- uh, an eyebrow ridge like that, Alex, on a on a guy? <laughs> Look at that thing. Look like he could open up like a uh, beer bottle caps with that thing or something. Chuma, like, what is Chuma, that? Chuma, you can say whatever you want. I'm in heaven, man. I'm fucking in heaven right now. Good so job. It's a testimony. It's a testimony that you being open. What do I look like? What do I look like right now? I'm in heaven. That's it doesn't matter, bro. You're not gonna stay open for 20 years. Unless right. the product if is legit, if your food shit, yep. people are gonna find it's not out. Gonna happen. People are gonna find out. Look at he's pounding the table. You can't find many places on the west side that taste this good. Everything mm. is watered down, cheap, corporate. This is real fucking food. Yeah, nice. it is. That's right. And I have and family. I have, fam- I have family from Long Island, and they cook like this. I'll tell them, you know, serve me a plate, and they serve me a plate of pasta that you can fit in a fucking bucket. Yeah. And they're like, eat that shit. I'm like, holy shit. This is real fucking food you right here. You come down here. You meet Lenny. <laughs> you see these great pictures. These are great unpublished photos. Fucking, you, you, the, you're listening to Sinatra. Oh, what's this? This is a calzone. Oh, wait a minute. crazy. I'm going to handle cutting this up. Listen, right. if oh, I get a divorce, God. it's your fault, Lenny. Look at that thing. Oh, Look my that God. Thing. That thing's a beast. Alex, don't worry. I got Listen, you. I got silent, you, Alex. The silent producer's girlfriend is taking all Alex this video. Off. Do not send that oh to my, my wife, girlfriend. Come here, Alex. I got oh. you, Alex. I haven't eaten meat or cheese in three well, years because I'm vegan, and just I'm only breaking this out of respect for Lenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Lord. Just so you know. You that's a, just true. Yeah. Give me that calzone. And listen, calzone. I'm going to have to go a... back to the island of veganism after that, so cry for me. Say that's some prayers. That's what prayer. I'm going to leave for you and Chumahan to split. This is worth right. not being vegan for. All right. All that's right? where you guys are split <laughs> over there. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Let's do it, Sean. Let's do it. What you don't know about Sean and I is that we're massive eaters. Go try that. All right, put that. Let's go. You know, I, I used to work at an Italian place when I was uh, in college. Oh my Sorrento's god! When you get in that calzone right there, you guys are gonna flip. <laughs> You're gonna flip. I know. The guy, mm. Steve mm. slurring his words. He's like, oh, uh, okay, take a look. Yeah. You know what? You sound like you got cerebral palsy. I got over there. cerebral palsy too. <laughs> we might have to throw you off the steps. Mm, yeah, <laughs> cerebral pasta. Edward. Oh man, it's so what good. Look at that. Oh my God! You know I'm a fat. Okay, you know I'm a fat boy, right? No, no, no. You got a slight weight problem. Get out of here. Yo, this is this is what Italian food is. American Italian food. Let's say. Listen, and let me tell you something. And I don't say this lightly. All right, the contribution to Italian food from my people is the tomato. Tomato came from America. But I am not going to say. And what I am going to say is that it took Italians to figure out how to bring out the flavor of the tomato. That's right. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so again, the Italian-Indian connection uh, is strong. Calzone, John, give me a soundbite on that. What's going on with that calzone, bro? Is that retarded or what? Damn. 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 That, uh, so good, I'm telling bro. you, look, th- I've never had a calzone like this before. The, mm. the, usually when I have a calzone, it's kind of doughy. Right. This is real crisp, real light. Almost like a banana. Yeah, almost like a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the ingredients that you could put in it are just, you know, your choice to do whatever you want. You're definitely right when you get a calzone. What is that, feta or regatta or what is that? What kind of cheese is that? No, it's got mozzarella in there and and, and a sausage. It was, the sausage was fantastic. But that's regatta cheese or something in there, yeah? Yes, it is. Absolutely. But the crust is like pizza. Unbelievable. like a pizza crust. That crisp bite and it's soft on the inside. Mm. 
Mm. Anybody uh, want more pasta? I got another serving. I yeah. want a pizza now. I want to fucking hit that oh, pie. Oh, coming. The, car, the pie's on the way. Let me tell you something. Pass I'm going to eat so much pizza, it's going to scare every ziti, single please. one of you. Thank you. You're going to be like, hot, hot. Hot, hot. you guys are not going to believe that. Yeah. Yeah, this is way off our diets, man. We yeah. we work yeah, out. We, we, work, fucking, we don't eat like this. We don't. We don't Serious, hey, seriously, yeah, I'm cheating today. I'm loving this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, actually, Alex is eating less than he normally eats today. He doesn't want to go crazy. I'm cheating today. Yeah, he's shit, man. This is some. This is this this is a sin. This food is a fucking sin. It's beautiful what it is. Let me tell you, what's the matter with you? I put you in a headlock. Especially on the west side, I'm telling you. Especially on the west side, everything's overpriced. Everything is not worth it. I, I'll spend a hundred dollars if I come here. Easy. All right, you heard it here. Don't a lot of and it don't even cost hundred dollars. Exactly. You know what? I, I used to like that other one that closed down. What was that Bupu de Beppo? You know, look at look at it. You almost just got no, slapped no, by Lenny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> listen, wait, wait, wait. Hey, hey Alex, listen. Turn the, Alex's mic off. Now. Yeah, Let listen. Me. You're in the presence of a master. He's talking about Buca de Beppo. He's talking is, about fucking Olive Garden. Yeah, no. which is like, yeah, it is. Buca de Beppo. No, no offense, but that's a chain. That's a that's. It's not real yeah, Italian. No, they don't. They pour it right out of the bottle. Okay, right. as, as in quantity, it was it was great. You'll never finish it like this. I'll never finish none of this. Let me I'm ask you a question. Home. I've been to a lot of different restaurants from different types of people. Right? You got the Indian from India. You got the Chinese. You got the Japanese. All of them have a buffet. They all do a buffet. You know, I've never been to an Italian buffet. Shakey's. Yeah, it's like the Olive Garden. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. I mean, that's, you know. Shakey's. Yeah, with the Shakey's. potato wedges. What the fuck is that, bro? Mojo, Mojo potato. Mojo. Dude, I think Alex is pre-diabetic. That's what I think. I think he's a... <laughs> hey. God forbid. <laughs> that's the least of my problems. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Here comes the pizza. Oh, you guys. Here comes the it's pizza. Oh, you know what? Man, the pizza's going to get... Now, it's, now, that's a thin pizza. I love, I love that. Look at that thing. What is that thing? Mushroom... There's pepperoni on one side, mushroom on the other. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready out there in the crowd? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, yeah, so we got some red marinara, marinara over here, you guys, bro. Oh, come on. Get in there. Let's try, eat this try pizza. This. No, no, let me, let me try that. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. I need a plate. Hey, all you got to do, is, all you gotta do is this right here. Look at that. No, 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 no. Come on. Lenny. Thank you, my friend. God bless. Here we go. We are now finally tasting the pizza. Oh my god! This is legitimate pizza. I'm, you know what? I'm trying to look for the gun behind the toilet right now, because that's Godfather shit. All right, take it easy over there, Alex. Thank you, Alex is uh, pasta drunk right I'm, now. Yeah, exactly. I'm fat. I'm so drunk. happy right now. I'm so happy right now. This is a pepperoni pizza. Carb day. That what you're eating is just pepperoni, yes. It's a Girl, pepperoni pot. pizza. That this pot. is a, a New York water, special water brought in, like especially that, huh? for the dough. Sure is. You hey, don't man. buy the dough from like some large conglomerate nope. frozen? And I have opportunity to buy oh. it from a guy who sells tons of it to mm. Costco and... 7-Eleven. Mm. It's good dough. Don't That's ever a- say 7-Eleven in the presence of Lenny. God damn it. Well, he said Costco. No, he can say whatever he wants. You can't say whatever you want. That is fantastic. That's unbelievable, bro. Oh, my God. Hey, Alex, we got bread and marinara sauce over here if you just want to get your dip on. 
I just uh, mm. I just wanted to taste right? your marinara, so I used this the, pizza mm. is so, so fantastic, mm. Lenny. Thank you very much. Oh, my yeah, God. Thank you. My God. I want to get my dip on in another way, man. Shit. Let me go to the bathroom with this fucking calzone. He's about to make love to the calzone. You know what I have to say, man? That calzone uh, really put into perspective what I've been missing out on a calzone because usually I don't I don't even I'll go straight for a pizza. It, right? You don't. Yeah, I, don't, I see calzone on the menu. I'm like, nah, Bye. I'm good. But that was that's that's something real. I would over here. Completely order again. Right, man, that is fantastic. And you know, the pizza, for as thin as it is, it's not dry at all. No, that's the whole key to it. How that's do you get to that? How just you... the way we make it. You just got to know the right formula to make it. Then the crust is great. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, let's give a hey, let's give a shout out to Laborio. Laborio cooked this food today. Laborio's yeah. been with the, he's been with your agency here he's at Pizza. Be, he came with the place. Did he? He's been cooking these pizzas and this food for 20 years. Yeah, and you guys, so what's and his name? His name is Laborio, and the guy that brought you the food the first time, Leo, Leo. he's the one that preps it all. And man, it and all. these dudes are beautiful guys, man. I worked with them. They're here. They're down with the cause. Laborio and Leo, we'll give you a half, yeah. bro. Thank, Thank you, you brother. Much. Thank you, bro. A perfect Excellent, execution. Man. Perfect execution. The whole team over here is just a piece of work. Lenny, do you ever, let me ask you a question. Do you ever get sick of pizza? Like, do you ever, like, say, I need to take a pizza break? I'd yeah, be- I, not really, no, but, I mean, I try to stay away. Otherwise, it just, little Heart attack? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but- obviously, I go to a lot of restaurants, and I go to a lot of places that disappoint me. Uh, it's either overcra- overcrowded or the, or, the, or the staff is, you know, stressed out. It's, the, you know, the place is full, and the staff is just running smooth. Yeah. Right. It's that, and that's a... It's super rare. You know, usually if it's packed, the crowd is, you know, the, the, the staff is going crazy. This place is like, it's running like a fucking well-oiled machine. Right? All right. Thank you very much. Um, so, and then Laborio, right? I mean, so I, the silent producer wrote, gave me a note, said that uh, you got him his papers. Is that true? Yes, I did. I'm responsible for one or two of the guys here. It's That's called, beautiful. It's like a sponsorship. Right. Because what, you know, a lot of people don't really understand about immigration is that, one of the concerns of the government is, and this is why if you have a sponsor, you can actually get in. And the reason is, is because one of the concerns of the government is they don't want people coming in and then getting on the public dole, right. costing taxpayers extra money. Right. So if you're willing to back a guy up and say, listen, if he gets into trouble, blah, 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 I'll, I'll be there and, and we won't be charging taxpayers. And it's a lot easier to get the papers, right? Right. And these guys are hardworking dudes, man. They really are. Where's Laborio from? I believe Oaxaca, Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. Which Oaxaca is kind of like the heart and soul of Mexican cuisine. Like that's where the great chefs that the are cheese Mexican- and all that coming yeah, from yep. over there. Yep. Mm, mm, Man, mm. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And um, so how did you? Okay, so how did you find Steve, or how did Steve find you to get his? How, what stint? What how? What stint were you doing, Steve? That you needed to get a job to parole, and how did you get hooked up with Lenny? How'd that work out? Mm. Me and Lenny have a mutual friend, right? Business partner and uh, one of my best friends in the world, and that's how I met Lenny. So Lenny knew me prior to going to prison, right? He'd been a dear friend of mine, always supported me, looked out for me, my friends at the clubs, always good to me, and. As I was you've coming worked, up, you've worked the door at a lot of clubs too. Yes, right? I did. These are yep, two doormen. Yep. You got to be a certain look and size in order to work a club door, right? Yeah, it's a Absolutely. tough gig. Absolutely, especially tough in gig. Hollywood. Yeah. And so uh, Lenny knew I was getting out, 
And him and my partner, right away, Letty didn't flinch. Hey, you put them down, they'll come work here. I, I mean, let me tell you something, bro. Go ahead. Whether they had somebody working or not, the day I got out, the you next day job. they had me coming to work. I'm just the best, man. They helped put me on my path, you know? All right, so this is what I want to know. Now, listen, I don't... Look, you can tell me if I'm out of line or and you can't answer the question or whatever, and that's fine. So, <clears throat> but, you know, the... Yes, us Italians look out for each other. Yeah, because Steve's half Sicilian. Only the good half. So, but the thing I want to kind of know is it's like, and maybe you know, maybe you don't know. But out here in the West, right, the Italian presence, let's say. Oh, it's not as big as you, if you're asking the question, it's nowhere near what it's like in New York. Now, does New York, because you got roots in New York, does New York bust your chops a little bit about being out West? Do they say you gone soft or look at Mr. California? Well, I don't have, I still kept the New York accent. Right. And still have that, that, that about me. But, you know, it all goes back to Luca. You know what I mean? So... And then the other thing you hear a lot about, right? So you have like a smaller Italian presence out west. But now Steve, right? He's from a neighborhood, right? And these guys, what? and the neighborhood is uh, Santa Monica, right? Steve, mm-hmm. the neighborhood. How yes, do, now let me ask you, Steve, because maybe Lenny doesn't know. How do you, how does, is there any interaction? Is it different out here with the, how do you say, like being in a neighborhood and then other groups that are kind of known for having things run a certain sort of way? I would think out in Los Angeles, there's a little more coordination between the street guys, like maybe guys from Santa Monica and maybe like, let's say, you know, somebody else or the Italian or whatever out here. How does that work really? I don't even know what you just asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me put you this way. Anybody it, that's out here that might be, let's say, connected or a mob guy or whatever out here and it's doing something in L.A., does he have to interact with the Mexicans? Does he have to deal with the black gangs? What, how does that work? Uh, yeah, just real loosely. I guess whoever you are, you're going to have to deal with the, the Southern California car out here. Los Angeles. It's a little and, different, maybe, than like the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, different than different. everywhere else. You come out here, you're gonna, you know, there's people that are planted here. And then the other thing is, is, you hear a lot about like every Nick. Once in my life, right, when you hear about guys like mob, mob type individuals or whatever, like whatever they're from, like if you hear about Vietnam mob guys, right, it's always like, oh, the Vietnam mob. That's the crazy. Yeah, the Russian mob. The Russian mob is the craziest. There's never, just once it would be refreshing where someone's like, you know what, the Polish mob, not that tough. They're kind of <laughs> fucking media. Everyone's always the worst of the worst. Right. Is there a hierarchy? Is there a real hierarchy? Do you really know? Do people really know who's really on top and who's really like in the middle or you just stay out of that because that might cause problems? I just feel like uh, everybody copied the Sicilian, with the, home, the homeland where it all came from. That's, right. That's Sicily. So everything, you know, all these guys use terms and build their organizations based off of what the Sicilians have been doing for years, you know? Right. And, and, and what I understand about the Sicilians is, is that there's a type of culture that started there because Sicily has been controlled by outsiders and different groups um, uh, multiple times throughout history. So they've had to develop their own internal way of doing things in order exactly. to preserve, a huge right? distrust was, was built in for right? years of that. Right, you know, so they 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 take care of their own problems. They don't turn to authority or whoever the police might call themselves or any of that. And right, that was kind of you know, and and we see that uh, happening all over the world, and people banding up and, and they be you know they they begin their own unions of people, you know, in communities. And then when I was watching Sopranos, this is fictional, and you guys can chime in on this. 
But Sopranos is fictional. It's got some blah, 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 blah. But uh, there's a point at which the government, the legitimate government, which needs the help of sometimes some of these individuals in order to do things that the government can't rightly do. Do you, do you understand that? That, that? Does that make sense to you? Or well, what do you yeah, think? you can oh, look yeah. in the history books. Uh, uh, like Charles what? Luciano had to help uh, America win the war against uh, the Germans. Right, and he did that by enabling boats to, be, to land in Sicily, right? Yeah, pretty much. And what else? We're and not going to give it all up. They've got to read their history books, but <laughs> they made a deal with him, and he got uh, extradited. That's how he got prison. That's he got how he got, out of prison. Yeah. That's how he got, and then they sent him back to Italy. They couldn't figure it out. They couldn't figure it out and, and, and solve the problem for uh, some American troops and the naval huh. on the East Coast. Right. They had nobody else to turn to, but... The guys that had that type of information and pull and right and they they ended up having to work with um, us fine Italian Americans. And the way that Sopranos tells the story, right? The way this the way this the the Sopranos tells the story <laughs> is that uh, there's certain terrorist organizations that can only be handled or infiltrated or dealt with. If you're using some of these, what they used to call traditional criminals, but they've got the information. They're the ones that are actually able to make certain things happen. And so in a certain way, although it's not considered legitimate, they're patriots, right? I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I sure do. I sure do. I was just handed something from, I can't read this while I'm running a show. Hold on one second. That's called Allies. So I'm sus- I, your um, your guys' uh, unnamed buddy is constantly passing notes and all this other stuff, and I don't know. You know, I might let, but he's also Alex. been busting balls. I can tell, and yeah. I don't know if I want to be the one to read that. Alex, in order to, <laughs> he's just shoveling food in into there. his mouth. Look I'm at that. In there. It looks like. Listen, have Alex ask that question to Lenny because I'm too respectful to ask that question. Go ahead. I'm not even thinking about it. Just read it. Italian mom open to gay members as long <laughs> as they don't parade it in public. All right, go ahead. All right. What Italian that mob open to gay members as long as they don't parade it in public. All right, go ahead. No comment. Exactly. You know what? That's the same comment. That's, that's called the- fake news. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's the same comment we got from Steve when Darren asked me to ask him about homosexual cholos. He was like, you know what? Have, it, have, <laughs> I, have, have Darren come what, here and ask what, me directly. What I will say is I will say this, and like Lenny was saying. Go ahead. There's not a big Italian presence or a big Italian community like the East Coast. And Lenny grew up out there. I would spend a lot of time in New York. Uh, through business <clears throat> and I always loved going out there and being around my real culture my blood my people and it's not out here and I think that you know a place like Enzo's and coming here and being friends with Lenny and able to a group of friends it's able it's a place for us to have as a community in right. a way too it's, it's a like place to come on the stoop. Exactly. Right. Like our own little social club, you know? And and, and and as evidence of that, it Lenny was cool enough to say, you know what? Set up the podcast right in the right in the dining room. We're right in the middle of the action. We've had families come in and be scandalized by what we were talking about, but they enjoyed a delicious meal. <laughs> and we've been a part of the action, and Leo and Le, and, and Laborio came up and everything. Right in the too, middle. Bro. That's the kind of place this is. And when you talk about the Italians coming out here and some guys, and then you're saying the Chicanos out here. Yeah. I'll tell you something, bro. Yeah, go ahead. All my Italian buddies, off fuck with my homies. We're more kind of like the same, if you could imagine that. 
I don't really trust a whole bunch of people. Right. You know what I mean? We go, we trust your homies. We trust right. them. I can't tell you how many jobs and how many times different homies of mine from my neighborhoods, from other neighborhoods, from the west side, Lenny put them to work. Listen, Enzo's- Well, Caesar used to run this place, huh? Sure did. Caesar? Did yeah, bro. Caesar, Caesar? Yeah, yeah bro. Get the fuck out of here. Man. The like, designer? Yeah, that exactly. guy is running around. Oh yeah, he was you running know, around. I got him working on the, my um, on my book cover. That guy. Let me tell you something. This place is 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 so good and so nice inside. I've often wondered, like, have they ever tried to shoot a show here, a television show? Yeah, they shot the, a, an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm here. Larry yeah, David. Yeah, they just show. they just did a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They mm. used the front here. What about so, um? What was that show you were telling me about, Big Doe? What was that? Well, we did a t like a little sizzle reel, kind of like a diners, dives, and drive-through type of thing. You know what right. I mean? We're trying to get off the ground. Right. I and, think it was uh, too early. It was fantastic. I bro. thought they were trying to run a show, and then what was the? I don't. Why didn't they get it? Like why didn't they? Peter Conti. Ask Peter Conti. <laughs> 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 no, just you know, it didn't. It was. Maybe a little before it's time. Right. But, you know, but timing we, may, is we may revisit that again. I love that. Yeah. Timing is everything. Um, listen, Steve, did we cover all the ground? I think we Was may have. I just, I, I just, I, I love these guys. I love this place. You know, I've, I've been wanting to ask a lot of questions about old, you know, Brando stories and, and, and Lenny's father and the history and... We got it. You know, all. it was great that we got to all talk about this and enjoy some great food. And I feel like at the same time, too, yeah. I got to share some L.A. history yeah. with everybody through Enzo's, sure right? Yeah. I got to share some uh, motion picture history, right, sure. with everybody. And I got to share a piece of my culture, right. you know. And as everybody knows, you know, I had an identity crisis for the first 35 years of my life. I wanted to be Mexican, you know. Right. And uh, I love my heritage, and I love uh, and your where heritage I come from. is what? Tell everybody what it well, is. I'm an Italian Jew. That's you know? beautiful. And I uh, grew up here on the West Side, and to, and to have a place that represents this, and for me to bring it onto the show, people I love and care about, and eat our food and talk about it. Um, I wanted to share that with the listeners. Today. You know what's weird is I want to tell you guys something. It's kind of emotional in the sense that, uh, oh, and I was telling you guys a little bit that my dad loved the Godfather, and. Um, I have a godfather. His name is Lou Palmarico. He's from uh, Newcastle, Pennsylvania. And uh, he's Sicilian. He went Palermo. He's from Palermo. And he went to law school with my dad in Pepperdine. I went to Pepperdine, and Lou Palmarico, my dad went to Pepperdine. And, and, and you know, Lou's a, a beautiful man, and blah, 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 blah. And he and my dad used to go and party a lot together, a lot with Italians in the East Coast. And they used to call my dad. Now, this is no disrespect because my dad was a big man. But they used to call him the Indian Luca Brasi. Mm. They used to is say. Is that right? That's the truth. That is absolutely like, true. Your dad was a big dude. And my dad was proud of it. Like, my dad would tell me those stories when I was growing up. And he would tell me those stories. And... Um, and I was today I was thinking about how I was gonna come down here and talk to Lenny and we were gonna get to go through all this. And I was thinking I you know, and my dad and I we had a good relationship, but it was a tough father son thing, right? Right. Okay. And then maybe that's just the way it goes sometimes. And my dad always pinched my cheek because he loved Italian everything. He would right, pinch right, my right. cheek. I think he kinda wanted to be Italian too. Well, huh? yeah, like I said, he made me call him Papa. Right, huh? and, and and I make my daughter now, my daughter, my baby daughter. My family asked me, "What do you want to be called?" I said, "Papa." Right. 
I'm keeping that tradition alive, even though I'm keeping other ones not alive because they weren't healthy. But I was walking. I got up at 6 a.m. I knew I was going to go crazy with the food, and I walked for two hours to kind of, like, just get it all out, whatever. And I was thinking and reflecting about my dad as the dawn was coming up, and I was thinking, I wish my dad was still alive. Mm. I wish the fucking God I could tell him I was going to be sitting here with Lenny Montana talking about Luca Brasi. Talking about yeah, very nice. He'd, it's have, the he'd have found story. really impressed with that, huh? Not only would he be impressed, but it would have meant so. It would have meant yeah, the world to, to him. him, absolutely. And I can't wait to talk to Lou Palmarico and explain this whole experience because uh, you know my dad. He was also one of these enterprising guys. Lou was Lou became my godfather, and uh, my dad said, uh, "And I, he's not Catholic." He's like, "Listen, let's baptize you Catholic back east." I go, "Why?" He's listen. Lou's gonna do the whole thing. They're gonna bring out this real Father Fidel is gonna come out and da 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 da. And there's yeah. gonna be envelopes of money. And let's fucking make some money. So here I am, this like like little kid from the reservation. My dad goes back. We go back to Pennsylvania, and it's true. And and there's a ton of guys named like Michael Carlo and da 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 da. It's like ton. I'm not. Right. Anyway, we're sitting there, and all the envelopes coming in, and the priest he shakes a water on my head, and he's got the fucking I don't know what you call that <laughs> scarf, whatever that is, and everything. I went to the loo, and so when we came here, I thought to myself, man, I wish my dad was alive because this is like everything coming full circle, and like all the sort of things lining up. And I'm gonna call Lou Palmarico and who and tell him you met Lou. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met him at the uh, with the shower party. And I'm gonna tell him about this experience because it was beautiful yeah. for me, and I really appreciate it. Oh, so I want to thank you. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Since we're getting since yeah. we're getting a little bit sentimental on yeah, some things real on. quickly, come let on. me just share this real quick. Go ahead. I, my father, my father, you know, as we've talked about before, he was an ex fighter and you know this that Sicilian guy, small guy, but uh, heart of a lion, you know. Right. And uh, my dad was a great cook. I mean, fucking great cook, man. My dad, and he knew his shit. And I tell you, bro, when uh, when they opened up this place, uh, I remember early on, I brought my sandwiches and pizza to my mom and dad's house. Yeah. And I had brought this grinder sandwich. Yeah. And my dad ate that grinder sandwich. <laughs> and he looked at me and he was like, what kind of where'd you get this sandwich from? And I'm like, it's from Enzo's. I go, yeah, it's so oh man. From that day forward, anytime I was driving from Santa Monica, my dad would tell me, Are you gonna be anywhere? Will you bring me one of those grinders? I can't how many times I came by here and picked up food to go right. to bring to That's my parents. One of our, another one of our great sandwiches. And bro, I knew if I ever wanted to come by and put a smile on my dad's face, if I showed up with this grinder sandwich, right. my dad you're would good. be so oh bro. You're good. And it's a great sandwich here. But I just was thinking about as you're talking about your dad, I was thinking, my dad loved that grinder sandwich, bro. He just thought the world of the sandwich the best and he got me sprung out on it like right. you know it's my favorite sandwich so uh keep your eyes open if you come down lenny give us the address again it's one one zero nine four zero wayburn avenue right in the heart of westwood in the village and you can't and, miss it and the, is there a website yeah what's the en- website enzo's pizzeria 23 at gmail at gmail oh and then there's a what uh-oh silent that's yeah. That's what's the listen? Silent producer. The web, the the website. Oh, I'm sorry. Is just Enzo's Pizzeria. Dot com. All right. All right. And then let me ask you a real quick question, Sean. Yeah. Does this does this meeting does this meeting Lenny and the pedigree from which he hails from does that mm-hmm. line up in any way in your family? <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? 
Okay, that's that's all, right. all I need. So to hear. listen, you guys, Jesus the calzone, the calzone. Listen, the grinder, the grinder, the, the chicken parm sandwich, the right, pizza, right, and the baked ziti. Off the hook, we and just knocked out and, and the, the ambiance. And you guys, we left a bunch of empty plates here. We ate all this food, yeah. bro. Well, actually, you and I and, and Sean sampled food. Alex ate the rest. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. Lenny, thank you for having Lenny, us. It was a pleasure great to have day, you guys here. I, I loved it, man. Appreciate thank it you so much. Thank you, you very much. Delicious. Thank, thank you, Lenny. Thank you. Get to Enzo's, guys. you guys. Thank you. And adios, amigos, from the Hard Luck Show. The Hard Luck Show. The Hard Luck Show. The Hard Luck Show.